Hey guys, if you're just jumping in, if you wouldn't mind retweeting the space, get some more eyes and ears uh, into the room here with these guys and gals are building. We'd be grateful for that. Easiest way to retweet is the first pin tweet up top, top right. Just retweet it. It'd be very helpful. It's just more difficult to get spaces in front of people. So anything you guys can do to help, we would be grateful. We'll get started here in a minute. Alright guys, Moon Roven here. Hope you guys are having a swell, I guess, Tuesday. Uh, I think we've got most of our projects up here. Uh, tonight, Late Late Show, we've got The Vault. I think The Vault out, we're still waiting on. Uh, but we've got Simpler, Bounty Hunters, hanging out with us tonight. Satori's here. Guys, thanks for jumping on. Uh, the Tanukiverse. Tanukiverse. Guys, appreciate you jumping in. And then we've got Ian... Uh, representing Photo Finish in the Suites. Look forward to catching up with you. I know it's been a while since you've been on the show, so uh, thanks for coming back on and hanging out with us. And yeah, I guess the way we'll run the show is kind of how we've done things in the past, which is um, do intros and then start digging into the projects. And depending on who comes in, hangs out, has questions, uh, we can go any which way as far as like topics go with the industry, always open to talk about just the chaos of ETH and Solana NFTs. The markets, all that stuff if we have time. Uh, some of you may need to jump early project-wise. If that's so, no big deal. Just let me know. Maybe DM me. Uh, I'll try to make sure we hit you before uh, your deadline. Uh, but we usually we go 90 minutes, maybe 120. Uh, I am going to cap it probably 90 to 120 tonight for sure. Need to wake up early and go to the gym. Uh, we are sponsored by NFT Folio app. I am a co-founder of that app. If you guys haven't checked it out, please do. It's the number one NFT tracking app on iOS and Android Absolutely free, no paywall, no NFT planned. Track your wallets, uh, track floor prices, get alerts. Uh, there's a news feed that's in there. There's chat now that we've implemented, which is pretty cool. Um, mint calendars, and the list goes on and on. So NFT Folio up, check those out. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Cheddar Black Games. They're our gamer of the week, uh, creating a really good ecosystem around uh, the, I guess, eSports franchise. So if you, if you mint an NFT or if you pick one up on the secondary, you can actually build out your own esports uh, franchise. 
which, you know, if you read through the white paper and all that, could be extremely valuable down the road. And uh, they've got some games they've uh, have been launching as well. A lot of that revenue goes back to holders. Uh, so thanks for those guys. All right, guys. So let's um, let's get rolling here. We've got you know five projects. Only so much time to, to kind of start digging in. So I'm gonna stop talking. Let's get to the intros. If you guys are cool with that, let's just go through. Give us um, you know 60 seconds to two minutes. Just high level who you are. If you've minted what you're building. Maybe some of the, the high-level key differentiators, something on the team if you want to. It's completely up to you, but something brief. And then we'll dig deeper with each of you guys. Uh, and if you've got questions for the projects in the room, feel free to request the mic come up here. It's about the community also digging in and um, hanging out with the uh, the builders as well. All of that we ask is try to stay organized. So if Ian's talking about um, the suites, you know, don't come up here and, and ask about the vault. Uh, wait until we go deep with the ball. That way we're not kind of you know, flip-flopping all over the place. Stay a little organized here. But with that, uh, I guess I'll give a quick shout-out to Chris from I'm So. Chris, thanks for jumping on kind of last minute. Good to see you, brother. I don't know if you got the kids with you or not, but uh, feel free to jump in as you see fit. And projects, guys, if you have questions, comments for the other projects, this is a panel. Y'all can communicate and have fun together. Uh, no need to request um you know, or the throw your hand up. If you just uh, have comments, feel free to jump in. Obviously, be polite if you can. All right, so we got the Vault, uh, Simpler, Satori, uh, Tanakuverse, and Ian with Photo Finish Game. Let's go in that order as far as intros go. So Vault, Dow, guys, good to see you again. Grateful to have you. Give us a quick intro. Hi, Moon Robin. So it's it's nice to, good to see you, be in the show after a long time. It's, it's good to be in the show after a long time. So we have been in the show before our mint. So yeah, it's been like an exciting journey after our mint and uh, we have been building a lot of interesting things. So to those people who don't know Voltex, we are building a, a peer-to-peer uh, escrow platform on Solana. So basically what this platform does is uh, we can... So, the problem that we are trying to solve is so whenever you are trying to uh, deal with some freelancers or some workers, it's very difficult to trust them and make the payment. And from their side also, there is a problem of trust wherein they complete the work and they don't get the payment. So that's a, one of the major problems, the trust issues there. And uh, what we are trying to solve is we have created a platform where you can go ahead and create a contract with their uh, freelancer Solana address. And you can just put the, all the deliverables. For example, if uh, you want to create a Twitter uh, cover, you can just uh, put that and you just say, for example, you want to pay like two Solana, you just put that and uh, create a contract. The freelancer will accept the contract. Once that is done, this fund will be logged in the escrow. So after the work is done, if you're happy, you can release the payment. If not, you can just raise the request to our internal team. We will look into the overall process and we, we will release the payment according to that. So in that way, since the payment is logged in the escrow, both the people are happy and both people are more, that create the trust. So basically we are creating a trust in the overall payment system. And why we created is that what we are looking at right now is that the trend is there are so many transactions happening in the NFT space and the, the normal transactions, right? Like what we look into is that after like two years, three years down the line, the payment is going to be very huge. And whenever the payment uh, happens in the crypto space, the trust is having a problem. 
that is so that is where we came into picture and we are solving this important issue in the space um, apart from that right now what happens is the discoverability of the freelancers and how people hire the freelancers are happening like in disorganized ways mostly happening in the discord or in the twitter space i mean sorry in the twitter uh, telegram groups like that so what we are trying to do is we are building a marketplace wherein you can just list your skill set and you can hire so you can post your job also you can just hire people now it's more like a marketplace not only the job board kind of thing where you can just uh, um, list anything that you want like we are imagining is more like a craigslist kind of thing where you can list anything even if you want to list a physical product and buy through crypto you can do that there are interesting tools that we are building and we are partner with a lot of projects uh, that we are doing and apart from that see again uh, to just given thing like as we are what we are build is a protocol there are so many applications we are building on top of it one of the interesting uh, thing that we are build is called a godin protocol godin protocols help like for help the projects to like put put their uh, raised fund in the escrow platform and make the nft holders to decide when to release the payment because there is so many regs happening in the space and there is a less trust from the community once you have once you have partnered with her you can create that kind of trust and where people can come and uh, fund your project so that it is easy for the people to uh, trust also for the project also it's very easy to raise fund and hold the fund and whenever the project delivers based on the milestone we will release the funds so apart from that we are building uh, different tools like raffle and stuff so there okay, are cool. interesting things happening A good intro. Thanks for coming on. I'll dig a little deeper here in a minute. Uh, but thanks for uh, giving us a, a brief kind of perspective Thank where you guys are at. Let's go over to Simpler Bounty Hunters, guys. Good evening. Thanks for jumping on. The uh, hey guys, uh, good morning from Australia. So it's uh, it's 10 a.m. over here at the moment. So good morning. Good morning. You. Um, yeah, I suppose where I should probably start with our story is we we tried launching another product first called Scoopy, and uh, we learned a lot of le- a lot of lessons. Um, We went looking for a bunch of different tools that we thought that the Web3 space should have. So I've got a, a sales and marketing background in Web2. And um, I've been involved in crypto since 2016. And then I just kind of assumed that there was tools for some things. And we come into Web3 uh, with our product, Scoopy, and went looking for these tools like sales, marketing, engagement, CRM, all that kind of stuff. And we just couldn't find anything. So I went and asked our, our advisors, our investors, all that. And uh, everyone come back, like these people that launch projects on Ethereum and on Solana and other chains, and they all come back and, and yet resoundingly said, that doesn't exist, which to me was crazy. So we took a step back, looked at what we'd already started building and um, took an aspect of that, which was our loyalty program and retooled that for Web3. And we started using that for Scoopy and started getting some incredible results. Um, I mean, like for our, our Twitter uh, tweets that we put bounties on, the minimum engagement rate we had was 9% of our following and up to 21% of our following engaging with those tweets that we put bounties on, right? So absolutely fantastic numbers when it comes to Twitter when you know, the gold standard for Twitter is like half a percent of your following engaging with a tweet, right? So when we decided to can Scoopy because everyone just kept telling us, this is what you've got to build, this is what you've got to build, we kind of like you know, went back and had a look at everything. We realized, okay, we're definitely onto something here. So we started building out the entire suite of products and we've kind of modeled it on a, a more of a traditional CRM, um, which is a customer relations manager, which doesn't exist. So what we do is 
our product helps uh, basically track and, uh, and uh, uh, allow products to understand who they're dealing with. So who's in their sales pipeline, who's in their marketing funnel, who's in their, who's in their engagement tasks, right? And uh, kind of pulls back the veil of secrecy on everything. Um, you know, at the moment, these projects, there's a lot of projects coming out and they're, they're going towards Mint and they, they go, you know, try and Mint and nothing happens. They just don't sell anything, right? Or they sell very few and it ends up being this long, arduous task of trying to sell something, like trying to sell an NFT. And they're wondering, you know, I've got 10,000 people on Twitter and I've got 8,000 people in Discord and no one's buying. What's going on? And it's because they've attracted the wrong buyer, right? They've attracted the wrong person. Well, they're just bots, right? All, all 100% they're just bots, right? And so what our software does is our software allows them to uh, pull back the, the covers on what's going on. And we use on-chain analytics um, from a sales perspective so that people can start understanding who's in their sales pipeline so they can know, you know, the best average price that people are paying in their pipeline, up in their pipeline for mints, the best day of the week to mint on, the number of NFTs these people are minting on average, how long they're holding on to a minted um, NFT post-mint, all these different minting, so all these different sales analytics that we can give them, so they can start to understand who their actual customers are that they're dealing with, and from a marketing perspective, we can start to show them what categories of NFTs these people have actually purchased in the past, right? So they can understand. Okay, so we're a utility project, and all of a sudden we're getting a lot of people coming in from the gaming sector, right? So there's a very good chance that those people aren't going to mint when it comes to mint. They're just here for for fun, right? They're here just in case something happens, right? So they can say that they were they were here early. And that's what's kind of happening at the moment. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to pause you. So good intro. Uh, like what you guys are doing. And let's dig deeper here in a, mo- in a moment. Cool? All good, man. All good. Uh, but uh, CRM, uh, that's you know definitely needed. I like the bounty programs as well. So got lots of questions for you. Thanks for coming on. Daisy. Oh, those Australians, they love to talk. Cheddar Black Games, he never stops talking. Um, we still, I do love the Australians, so I'm just teasing you. Okay. Um, let's go to Satori. Over to you guys. And Satori, he never talks. Satori, are you there, brother? Okay, hi, guys. Uh, good morning hey. from Dubai. <laughs> oh, so, Dubai. Good, good to see you. Yeah. yeah, yeah give right. us like two-minute two minute intro. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, Satori, we, st- we stand for freedom, both in the market and mentally. Satori is the first project that allows you to order utility you would like to have. Uh, whether you want portfolio tracker or anything else, we will bring it uh, in case our community vote for it. As a proof of concept, we have already built Satori Labs, which is a set of uh, tools and products uh, that uh, improves your trading experience. For example, we have Vision Bot. It improves your trading experience with premium and postman projects. Inside platform, it tracks uh, premium projects with social media analytics. Minty platform, Premium platform uh, that connects NFT investors and project owner, owners. Also, we have uh, Satori Education with Alpha, technical analysis, articles, uh, and uh, Satori Boxes with real-life items and custom NFTs. We have a team of 30 people, uh, court, 12 people in core team, five artists, three developers in-house. Um, our supply is 5,000, so price near 1.4. And pre-sale will be in a week. Thank you. Uh, where are you missing? Are you missing on a Magic Eden or anywhere else? Or can't is... announce. Can't announce. No, okay. sorry. Top secret. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, we'll get questions for you. We'll start.
Sorry, I was muted. Uh, Tanu, Tanukaverse, can you hear me? Yeah, hey guys, hey Moonroar, thank you hey, for brother. inviting me. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Is it Tanukiverse? Tanuki yeah, that's Tanukiverse. Um, so I'm Kush, okay. uh, speaking right from Tokyo, and so glad to be speaking here with all of you. Uh, so if for anyone who doesn't know this, Tanuki is actually a real animal found in Japan and which has superpowers uh, of, I mean, shape-shifting. And they have the superpower stored in a part of the body, which is the testicular balls. And I'm not making this up. This is a Japanese concept. And we are essentially making an anime IP since, um, okay, so I have, like, like I, I have been based in Japan for the past five years. And I've been working in the anime industry. And this is an essentially an IP we are working on, a Web3 IP based on anime. And we are actually creating an explore to an economy where we're actually have, having the people to come in on board onto the game and have the experience of the anime and manga and know about tankies and create an ecosystem all around it. So basically, that's a quick intro about us. And we are like 9999 NFTs that are going to be planned for the people to come and participate in. And then they can actually have these NFTs to enter the game and experience how the tanuki verse would look like. So basically, we are essentially, uh, since the tankies can shapeshift in the Japanese mythology, what we are doing is enabling people to shapeshift from Web2 to Web3 through us, through our portal. And actually, whatever we have documented till now has been through the paintings and stories and manuscripts of tanukis that existed 500 years ago. So essentially, what we are doing is creating, continuing the legacy of tanukis through Web3. So thousand years from now, when people look down as tanukis, they would actually come across our project and learn about tanukis through us. So essentially, that's what we are doing, continuing the legacy of these species for the time to come. Yeah, back at you guys. Cool. Good intro. Thanks for coming on. Got questions for you. Love to hear about magical balls. I know Ian's excited, so we'll uh, we'll circle back. Finally, <laughs> shape shifting balls. Watch out! He's been uh, reading my diary. <laughs> All right, Ian, over to you. Photo finish, uh, sweets. Give us a quick intro. Hey, yeah. So uh, happy to be back with you again, man. It's been a while. Uh, I'm Ian Cummings. I'm the founder of Third Time uh, Entertainment and uh, CEO, and we. Uh, geez, I've been making video games for 22 years now. So I uh, started when I, I dropped out of college to start being a, a video game tester at EA Sports and spent a decade working on uh, Madden football and a few other games there. So I was the creative director of the Madden franchise, left, um, have been a design director and studio head at places like Zynga, FanDuel, uh, Glue, and formed my own company in 2015. And so we're focused on two kind of major collections, I guess, that are that are on Solana. Um, yeah, the first one being Photo Finish Live, which is a horse racing game and ecosystem. And the other is called The Suites, which is a sports metaverse. And happy to dig deeper into those over the course of the call. Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on, Ian. Good to see you as well. Yep. It's in the game. They still use that? I don't know. I feel like I heard someone say they stopped, but, you know, that's like the burned into my brain it's like ptsd when i hear that you know i probably heard it four million times working there. <laughs> yeah as the game loads up it's in the every game. day yeah not just my tv everyone's tv all day you know. no one's loading up there we go <laughs> yep. all right guys uh super excited to have all of you here we'll start taking in deep right now if you got questions feel free to request the mic let's just start kind of uh going deep so why don't we start with ian since he's up here right now and start talking about photo finish and the suites and i don't know if you've got interest in leading with either of the two I know they're separate, but they, you know, they are somewhat aligned. Uh, let me just give you the mic and maybe start telling us more about what's happening. I know you launched Photo Finish first. Suites came what three or four months later. 
but what's what's the latest? Where where are you guys? Yeah, I, mean, I'll, I, I usually do talk about them in that order because uh, Photo Finish has quite a bit of a head start. Um, so Photo Finish Live is in beta now, so it is playable. It's playable for free. Um, anyone can drop in to beta.photofinish.live and acquire. Uh, you get a bunch of free fake funny money, basically, and you can get a horse on the marketplace and start racing. So right now people are racing as we're talking, probably, um, and you get a horse. You enter him into races, him or her, and try and win against other people. You know, you're just trying to beat other people. You're trying to find races that match. Uh, it's a really um, pretty simple concept at the top, but it's extremely difficult to master. Uh, a lot of depth goes into the fact that um, as a horse owner, you've got to pick and choose the right races that match what your horse is good at, uh, minimize weaknesses, a lot of, uh, you know, in-depth stuff there. And then our breeding algorithm is... I think second to none uh, uses real life genetics and also adds a whole layer of depth. Um, you know, a big differentiator of our game is that the horses age. And so, uh, you know, we sort of saw this crypto boom that happened in 2021 of games. Uh, it was a pretty clear issue that no one had seemingly planned for inflation uh, of their assets and pretty much everything became a, a runaway success and then a runaway failure as the uh, supply outreach demand. So, you know, to us stepping back and looking at horse racing, it already has its own deflationary pull, which is that horses get older uh, or they get hurt or whatever. Uh, the point of being a successful horse racing owner is actually breeding generations and generations of bloodlines, um, not just having one horse that wins forever. So that's sort of our key differentiator. Again, it's in beta uh, by the end of, I don't know, I want to say October, maybe sometimes September, October time range, people will be able to play for real money. So we'll start allowing uh, stakes races and, and also spectators to be able to tune in and wager on these uh, virtual races. Uh, so that product's going great, moving along swimmingly. Um, and then the sweets. Really quick season. on the horses. Oh, yeah. So yeah, right um, they're, they're not aging yet. I guess if you put a pause on that, just so people yeah, are so, no horses while you're in right. beta. Yeah, the beta is, is a little bit interesting. It's kind of like a, a bizarro universe. Um, so they are aging, but but it's not the real one. So, you know, like you, you start with what you've got right now. If you went and you bought an NFT photo finish horse ticket, he would start aging in the beta. But when the real game comes out, he resets back to, you know, the starting age. So it's kind of like, you know, he goes off in a parallel universe. And the reason we're doing that is just so people that are playing the beta right now are playing it to test and to learn uh, how this game works. And so without the aging, without the breeding, uh, they wouldn't really be able to understand, you know, a lot of the core concepts. So, um, so yeah, it's its own little world that, that makes that sense where, where none of it uh, carries over to the real game. Basically. Well, it's funny because VBA, I don't know if you've heard of those guys, they're, they're doing mm -hmm. the basketball game. Yeah. Uh, they're in beta as well. And their players are aging and it's not going to reset. Real? Oh, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> But I think, yeah, maybe you can win. I'm not hurry. sure exactly. I've got a couple. <laughs> I haven't played them yet. But yeah. um, I was thinking about picking some up. And I'm like, oh, this guy's already played 10 seasons. And they retire between 10 and 20 seasons. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. I had a, this guy, a, so. a cousin of mine reached out and he said, hey, you know, I, I, I've had this. He bought a ticket, you know, way back when. He's like, you know, can you just kind of walk me through how the game works? And I'm like, uh, your horse is retired. <laughs> 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 you missed it. <laughs> um, but it's not retired in the real game. But in the beta, yeah, he's already aged out. So um, wait, so I've yeah. got a couple horses, so I haven't even looked at them. They, they could be aged out already. 
Yeah, they definitely if they're tickets, they definitely are because it's been running okay. for a while. But again, yeah, that's okay. all fake. And then also when people come in uh, now and if they come in late, we just go ahead and fix it for them. You know, for the beta, we'll, we'll reset it or, or whatever just to let you play. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. And, and and I guess the, you know, the ecosystem has kind of taken off. You know, it's already, you know, it started with however many thousand horses or whatever. Now it's already at 8,000 or something that are that have grown up new ones. And then the other ones are getting older and, and decaying and dying out. So it, there's kind of a fresh crop every month. Or I guess every week. So um, there's no shortage of horses. So all the breeding is happening now, and and that won't be reset, right? So those are out there. No, all that's reset. Everything's in the parallel universe. Got so. you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, and and can can the horses just fall over dead as well? Is that like a, a risk? <laughs> we don't do. Uh, there's. We like to. You know, our tagline of the game is as real as it gets, and so we really do lean into as many details as humanly possible. And that's the only one that I feel like we're definitely not going to do is just like on track fatalities. Um, <laughs> there's just one, no reason to do that. We do have injuries, and if you don't treat your horse well, um, you know, you race them too often when they're tired those injuries can get worse and worse and worse to where they almost become career ending. You know, they come to the point where it's like, you've got to take, you got to wait a whole season for him to recover. Maybe it's not worth it. Um, but we're trying to not make that so punitive again. We're, that's one area that's like, that's, that's not the, not everyone's favorite part of the sport. So we're going to try and keep that out of it. How long does the season last in the real game? They last four weeks. Okay, cool. Beta. It's only one. So they, everything's super fast in beta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you said like Q Q four at some point in time. Is there a date set, or is it kind of just gray? We haven't, point? yeah, we haven't said it yet. I mean, we, you know, so much of this stuff actually works. So, like on our development side, you know, every morning we try to race and we gamble against each other. Um, you know, all that's working on our side, but there's just a lot of legal uh, hurdles. And you know, like next week, I've got to meet with attorneys in the UK and make sure that we're clear to do all this stuff. So there's a lot of like kind of overheady uh, things to stay above board people that don't know about me or about the project you know we, that is one differentiator as well you know we've, we've been in the industry a long time and we're not trying to do this like hey let's just hope no one finds out you know we, we are taking venture capital money and uh we're trying to be very much above board set ourselves up as an acquisition target not trying to be you know sort of like hidden in the gray area of web3 got it all right, so I do want to dig into uh, the suites here in a second. I want to give a shout-out really quick to Frank Osteen and Dramatic for Retweet Space. Guys, it's huge to help us kind of get more people in here, so thanks for doing that. Also, a quick shout-out to uh, Roaring Hammy, Dr. Maddie, and Taku Gaverse, who's one of our guests tonight. Uh, retweet in the space if you would. It's the first pinned tweet up top to the right. Help us get more people in here, see what these guys are building. We would be grateful. Um, okay. Uh, before we move on and talk about sweets, NFT boy, uh, did you have a comment question for Ian on uh, photo finish? So, uh, you know, it's what's up, Ian. Uh, I'm glad you're coming up here and, and doing this. It's amazing. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, it, you know, because I don't know anything about the project yet, but you, you guys have the whole game ready. So, you know, I'm kind of living under the rock here. So in terms of this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's ready. So if you go to beta.photofinish.live, there should be people racing right now. It, might, it is a little bit late, it depends. But yeah, you, you can enter a horse into the race. Uh, he'll be uh, re- he'll be retiring, he'll be aging, he'll be getting injured. You know, all that stuff is there. Um, and yeah, we've, we've had events where we have, you know, we had a, some of the top influencers all race against each other back in July. 
so yeah, the platform is, is in great shape uh, and it looks amazing. I think our simulation, you know, again, going back to the sort of backstory, like we've been making horse racing games for going on seven years now. Um, so we just have a really big head start in this area. Uh, one thing I totally forgot to mention, even like our simulation is what they use on NBC, like on the Kentucky Derby when they show it in their live broadcast. So, you know, we are legit. We've been around a long time. Um, this Solana space has been super interesting for us to kind of find our way through because it, we just, we're just builders um, and we're just trying to, you know, make stuff. And so I've been trying to really make a measured effort lately to kind of show up in these spaces and be like, hey, guys, you know, we're legit. Uh, get to know some people, you know, not just uh, our, our community is amazing, but, you know, I think just basically expand our reach a little bit more. So, yeah, it's interesting that you never heard of us. Most people haven't. And, and we're a hidden gem. So congrats. You found us. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thanks for answering that. Yeah, no problem. Jason, quick, uh, quick question for Ian. Yeah, what's up, guys? So I, I actually have a question for you. Uh, Ian Cummings, that's all. Ian, uh, yeah. Ian. Is the game, game kind of like um, Zedron? Uh, I mean, you know, it's got similarities. Um, I like to say that Zed is like us. You know, again, we've had a game out since 2015. We've had horse racing games out for a really long time. We built uh, two of the most successful mobile horse racing games ever. Um, and so, yeah, it, it it shares a lot of similarities with Zed. Yeah, okay. So, 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 so our what's, previous game. Yeah. What's the difference between between your game and Zedron? Yeah, I guess the you know the the top ones when people ask that, like I think what Zed has done is great, um, but we are very different. You know, the the number one thing being we do look like real horse racing. So when you look mm -hmm. at the game, it's much more authentic. Uh, they they run in uh, turns. You know, they change lanes or if what have you. Uh, number two, the biggest difference is the economy. The the, the uh, horses age and die, um, and so it's not about getting one great horse that runs forever. The the best horse in photo finish has not been born yet. You know, they have so, to be bred for yeah. years, you know. Yeah, you know what I so, mean? And, 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 and you can, like, upgrade your horse and you can, like, add attachment to it and stuff? No, 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 no. It's oh, like okay. a very simulation, yeah, and you don't, yeah, we don't do any of that stuff. Um, all right. It's all about breeding. Um, you know, pick a horse that is uh, good at a certain distance on a certain surface, and try and enter him into all the races that you think you can uh, maximize your ROI. It's very much a strategy game, much more like a fantasy football game than a RPG or a or an arcade game. So the question is, what's the mechanics behind the game? So how how does it work? Is it like an auto gameplay, like an idol? You know? Yeah, the game, like I said, similar-ish to fantasy football. You know, if you just have one horse, mm -hmm. you're gonna go try and find the best fit for that horse you're going to look at him and see that he's really good on the dirt uh he's a sprinter he has these types of attributes so you're going to go try and find a race that looks good for him and you're just going to try and enter him into as many races as you can before he retires without mm -hmm. getting him hurt maximizing your roi so the, the mechanic is is basically again sort of a strategy um and you can check it's it basically horse racing, horse racing, virtual, right? I mean, you're trying to make it's this exactly, as, as real as possible. Yes. Yeah. So, so, exactly so what I mean is, so what I yeah. mean is, mm -hmm. if if I get the best horse, I will win. Mm -mm. No. Oh. Oh, okay, I got you then. All right, sounds good. No, as much as real life does the best horse right. win every yeah. time. Okay, okay, I got you. Thank you then. Thank you, thank you, man. Mm -hmm. And good luck. And good yeah. luck with the project. Yeah. Thanks.
Hey guys, this was a real hyped project in a positive way, like four or five, six months ago. You know, they are still building like crazy. Um, I just wanted, I mean, I'll continue to have Ian on here and, and talking about the, the games. I think they're awesome. I, I think I only have two horses, so I don't have like a skin in the game. I just think he's uh, one of the, the best builders we have that's building like a fantastic game. So um, you know, do your own research, all that good stuff. But that's what the show is all about, is bringing guys that are continuing to work. Even if they're off your radar, uh, there are some really good projects out there that I'm trying to bring back into the limelight. And I think most people that are serious about this industry or this this market know Ian and know about Photo Finish. You probably have a shitload of horses. Um, but some newer people probably haven't heard from these guys yet. Uh, but with that, let's uh, transition really quickly over to the suites. So maybe just give us a snapshot on the suites, if, what the tie-in may be, and what your vision is with uh, with that quote-unquote metaverse experience. Yeah, so the, the suites was, uh, you know, basically the, the second project we created. It minted uh, in late January. So, you know, again, sort of a few months behind Photo Finish. And the, the core concept there at the beginning was really, let's build a, you know, 3D metaverse space. We're experienced game developers. We can do better than everything else that we saw at the time. And, and, and create a social experience around watching our races. Um, that's where it started. And it quickly, uh, you know, merged into, let's just watch all sports in here. Let's, let's stream everything in here. Um, and so uh, we've really kind of set up a long-term roadmap for that project. You know, you can check out on YouTube, you know, the Sweets roadmap or future roadmap where we're really trying to build, you know, uh, first and foremost, an area where people can watch sports, watch uh, photo finish, gamble on the races, uh, play poker, you know, b- kind of a degen hangout in the metaverse that's very much tailored around that competitive side of sports and sports wagering. And then in the long-term vision, I think we, you know, have a lot of really uh, high-level goals of being the true owners of sports in Web3. Um, and again, you can kind of see that. That sounds insane. Yeah, it's. I think that like insanely good, but insanely steep mountain. It is. It is. It's going to be a long journey, and that's been the big learning. Of course, you know, being here in this space is just how short everyone's attention span is, and uh, it's it's been amazing to build alongside of community, but then at the same time, just the sort of you know the impatience when floor prices are dipping, you know, around the the world, and and everyone's bags are hurting, myself included. You know, it's just it's such a different style of building a game as opposed to like building a Madden or something. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of long-term vision for that, but, but in the short term, you know, like let's say in the next six to 12 months, that game or that product is really meant to be a, a great social uh, companion to, to watching sports and gambling on sports. Um, and so that's sort of the core experience, allowing people to hold an event, you know, where they're all going to watch a big event together with their friends, or maybe a uh, sponsor holds a huge event where everybody comes together and, uh, you know, hangs out with a real athlete as they watch, um, you know, a big game. So that's sort of the the core vision for that in the next, in the short term. And it's moving along pretty well. You know, again, we, we delivered that in a beta form. People, if you own a suite, you can go in it right now. Uh, so, you know, that we, we are, I think, somewhat different from a lot of teams. Like, and can you invite people in currently? The like, is there like a yeah. link I can send out to buddies? And yeah, they, yeah. Like, what does their instance look like? Yeah, if you own a suite, so they're all right now kind of sharing one suite style, and you can't customize it or anything. But you know, that was sort of our rush to the beta. It was like basically, let's just get something where people can immediately invite their friends in and watch, you know, 
a game together or, or, you know, we did quite a few events in the, in the suites with like, you know, we're all doing a rocket league tournament and everyone's hanging out watching everyone play. Um, you know, so, uh, it's pretty neat, you know, it's just, it's just very much in its infancy. And it's also, it's also one of those tough ones where it's like, it can literally be anything. So we're all us having to kind of make sure we stay in scope and not do something crazy. Like just in a weekend, I added like a little top golf mini game inside of the suite. Cause I was like, oh, this is fun. And I spent a day where you could pick up champagne bottles and throw them at each other. And it was just like, you know, having to pull your brain yourself in a little bit is tough because it is fun to mess around in there and just sort of do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, that, that product is, is, uh, is an amazing companion. Uh, the two together are super solid. Um, and you know, the suites, unfortunately, it's just been, it's been kind of victim to the floor price, uh, that has hit all the metaverses. And so we are, we are retooling that one, uh, from a marketing standpoint, we're obviously still building, but we're trying to kind of get out in front, be a little bit different. And we have some really, really cool new stuff to kind of hopefully bring that back up into the forefront because, you know, it's just tough. You know, when you're building something like that, it's going to take a long time. Everyone loses interest while you're building and, uh, we've got to, we got to do better on marketing. Well, I know you did a number of partnerships way back when you launched with uh, maybe different NFT projects or even some companies, I think, getting a suite, yep. right? Mm -hmm. um, has, have you continued to kind of beat that drum and look for partners or? Yeah, that's exactly where we're, no, that's exactly where we're headed is, is really trying to pick a few of those key partners. And like we had two meetings today with uh, some of the, you know, people in the Discord always ask about, you know, we, we, had, we had meetings with some of the top NFT influencers at the beginning. And, you know, we haven't signed those deals, but it's just take, it takes time, you know? And so like today I met with them again and I think we're close to a deal and, and we're hoping that these types of, you know, big names can be the ones that are going to hold meaningful events inside of the suites uh, that align with their goals and align with We should ours. do a show there sometime, like, you know, later. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure how that would work, but no, it's just like, I mean, it can, it can basically operate just like a Twitter space. You know, it's like somebody has the host, you've got the controls, you can mute people, you can, they can talk, there's voice chat. It, it does all of that now. Uh, it's kind of wild, but no one really knows about it. And plus it's also a little bit jankier. It's just not quite as easy as you have to have an NFT to get in. And, you know, there's just kind of a lot of that overhead that you don't have on Twitter spaces or discord. Right. So, um, do you have yeah, an avatar in the, in the, Metaverse, yeah, you like pop in your NFT or what it was look like. Yeah, you can customize them. We use that Ready Player Me uh, avatar system, which is in quite a bunch, of, quite a few projects. Um, but we're actually doing our own uh, custom stuff. That's part of that roadmap that you'll see. That uh, I think is going to be what's going to be our big differentiator and really set us apart from everyone when we start showing some of the stuff. So that's that's a big next phase of the suites roadmap is avatars. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, trying not to ramble, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's good it's, content. Uh, it's super fun. It's uh, obviously this is a crazy new world that we're living in, and uh, building in the bears is so different from building last November. So if you've got questions, guys, for Ian, before we move on to some of the other projects, feel free to request them. Might come up here. Uh, would love to hear other thoughts or questions for him on these two projects. You know, I guess one of my questions is, you know, being an investor when it comes to the suites themselves. Uh, are you going to be adding additional suites? You know, is this going to you know me holding a couple suites? Is that kind of a rare, a rare hold eventually where these things should rise in value? I don't know if you can even comment on that stuff, but I'd just be curious as to long-term ROI, you know? Yeah. I mean, to me, like, if you look at the roadmap, it does hopefully help explain, you know, if you watch that video, which was relatively short, you know, 
um, me walking through it. No, we don't plan on like, you know, diluting supply or, or anything like that. And, you know, the, the idea for me is that a, a metaverse for it to work, especially in sports, it has to be open to as many people as possible. It can't be NFT gated. And so my hope is that we do create an experience that people can drop in with no friction on the web, on mobile, everywhere, and drop into this sports, you know, world that is alive, a GTA of sports, so to speak, um, and just, you know, hang out, play, pick up basketball, play whatever kind of mini games, do whatever it is to earn these, you know, free tokens type of thing. And then if you really want to, you know, get to the next tier, that's the sweet owners. You know, if you want to gamble on sports, if you want to have a poker game, if you want to host an event, you know, the sweet owners are the ones that have that sort of premium real estate within this world. And uh, so they're kind of at the top of the pyramid or the food chain, so to speak. So that's Got the it. idea is that, you know, we, if we build a world where there's a million people flowing in and out, then, then you know, the 4,500 or 5,000 suites will actually be really, really ultra premium. So that's my hope. Pulling up Guz, he may have a comment question for you. Guys, you got a quick thought for Ian? Guys, guys got you there? Almost. All right. Well, guys, if you got a quick comment, feel free to jump in. Otherwise, I do want to ask Ian uh, just final thoughts, anything you want to share on either projects or final comments of things that maybe we didn't ask or cover. I feel like I covered a ton. I mean, uh, obviously, thanks for having me up. And, uh, you know, give us a follow on Photo Finish and on the suites on the two, uh, you know, Twitter accounts. And we're, we're, we're trying to get better and better and better at marketing. Uh, hopefully, if you're sitting here listening, you, you do we'll hopefully learn that we are uh, one of the top tier teams, um, you know, the most veteran team around. And uh, we, we love the space and we love hanging out with our community and, just, you know, building. So, um, yeah, just love to have new people join and our community super helpful. If you drop into Photo Finish and you have no idea what uh, horse to buy, uh, there's tons of people that will help you through that decision and, and help you become a profitable, uh, you know, hopeful profitable uh, horse owner. Um, even though it may feel overwhelming, it's it's actually not. It's relatively straightforward. I got one last question for you. Uh, number of beta testers. How many folks are actually playing or in, there, uh, in the grounds? So I think there's like, I want to say there's 20... 500 like unique holders of tickets and i think uh around 1800 were were converted and then we've had about you know a thousand to 1500 that were sort of in the closed beta that we're actually playing regularly you know that's come way down now but at the beginning it was in that thousand range of sort of like you know uh, the very first set so we were yeah. pretty pleased um how many people kind of came through and you know there's nothing on the line in the beta there's no it's, it's hard to say because there's people here listening there's there's no reason to play the beta um other than obviously these guys are trying to get alpha and get an edge for the real game but there's which nothing on the critical, on man. the line long which, term you know, yeah, I mean, yeah so so they are getting a leg up i suppose they're getting used to it they're trying to they're making their own strategies finding their own lines um but, you know, winning races doesn't win you anything, you know, so now. Right, but you're basically practicing for the real game, which makes yep. sense. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, man, thank you. Uh, we'll keep running through. Feel free to hang in, ask questions, all that good stuff, but appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem.
All right, let's roll over. Uh, guys, this is the Lit Late Show. We just heard from uh, Ian with Photo Finish in the Suites. We've got the Vault Dow Simpler uh, Satori in Tanu- Tanuki Verse, Tanuki Verse to, to go. So we'll keep rolling hard. Um, let's go Simpler. Simpler, over to you guys. So I'm intrigued. I mean, one of the things I've talked to you, like Community 3, who I'm sure you're aware of, maybe similar, maybe different from what you guys are building out. You know, the whole CRM piece is, uh, is a big uh, opportunity for anyone that kind of figures that out. Uh, but yeah, why don't we, why don't I kind of give you the mic and give us a little bit more <coughs> dive into what you guys are building when it comes to CRMs and bounties and all that stuff and just how powerful it will be for, you know, the ecosystem. Yeah, no worries. So, um, Spoon likes to call us community on steroids. Um, so it's, it's, I don't like that as much because we kind of, we're attacking the same pro the same idea and the same, um, mission just from a different angle and they're going more um enterprise level customers and we want to try and build something that self-serve and everyone can use um, no matter how big your team is uh and how much money you have really um so that's kind of our mission is to just enable founders to build better projects and um so the, you know to begin with uh you know our crm product's going to be free to use so that's going to that will help you track um you know different interactions from different customers across different platforms like Twitter, like uh, Discord, creates a contact card and you can start seeing their interactions with you and your project. Um, and that way you can start building up an idea about who's actually in your, in your deal flow, who you're actually kind of like attracting into your, to your project. Um, the sales hub is something that we're using right now for our own project. So that handles all of our access lists uh, and our um, sales funnel, right? So we've created different, different, uh, different access lists. Uh, so you've got the, uh, the whitelist, the pre-sale list and the VIP list. And uh, we set different tasks for each of those different lists and they're sequential. So you start off with the white list and you end up at the VIP list if you complete all the tasks and bounties. I mean, the reason we've done that is really by the end of it, it's the people that are the most evangelized that are going to get to the VIP list. They're the most likely to actually go ahead and purchase a bounty hunter. So they've gone through and they've read the light paper, read the website, they've watched the videos of what we're doing, the demo videos, they're going to be our best kind of, um, you know, ambassadors to go out into the marketplace and start going into other people's discords and talking about us and getting us in front of it, you know, new projects coming through. So that's really, that was really important to us to try and come up with a way of incentivizing um, not just community engagement, but also community involvement uh, in our go-to-market strategy. So that's, that's kind of like the beginning of the sales, uh, the sales hub. But, you know, building on top of that, we also added in a... Um, a collaboration manager and the collaboration manager really streamlines the job of projects trying to onboard collab managers. So I don't know if anyone here has ever been into a project before uh, or had their own project, you get like 50 to a hundred people a day coming in and asking to be some kind of collab manager for you. Uh, you know, can I get some whitelists? Can I do this? Can I do that? And it creates a lot, a lot of admin on behalf of the project uh, not only actually giving out the uh, the uh, collaboration whitelists and all that kind of stuff, but also adminning it coming through and giving out those roles and all that. So what we created on our side was a streamlined process so that you could uh, you could create the uh, the collaboration, you could approve them as they come through, so they just fill out a form on the website. You approve it, and then everything is kind of handled by default. So the tasks, the rewards, the commission structure for the for the collab manager, all that is handled automatically. Uh, so there's no, there's no like, you know, sit there and uh, fine tuning stuff like that. So the, the collab manager just gets a link that they give out and anyone that signs up via that link is then affiliated to their account. So we know exactly where that person come from. 
We know um, who to attribute any sales to so we can pay out the commission structure to that person if there is one. Um, and a whole bunch of different things around that. It just simplifies the entire process. We haven't got to have someone sitting in Discord looking at a proof channel and people coming in going, hey, look, here's photo proof, here's photo proof of me uh, following you on Twitter and I'm from X, Y, and Z DAO, right? Like it doesn't, it, you don't need to do that. It just handles it automatically. As soon as I join Discord, but like, okay, that come from this person here, boom, there's a role, right? So it's just, it's just <laughs> easily done. Um, um, Ian, you got a question for simple, simpler? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, can I use this now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so we're our own first customer right now. Uh, and after our mint, we'll be opening up a beta test program. So depending on when you're minting, um, for sure, uh, you can join the beta program if you want. But uh, if it's anytime soon, then uh, unfortunately, no. Well, yeah, even for for projects that have already minted, right? This could be pretty valuable, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, for just, just to be able to look at the analytics is cool. And then, yeah, I mean... Obviously, we don't need the whitelist management or any of that, but I was just more curious of like, yeah, I'd love to look at the purchasing behaviors of all the people that currently own all of our NFTs. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a few different tools that we, we kind of make, right? And the way we, we price this product is it's kind of a, a buffet. You, you pick what you want. So you've got the sales hub, the marketing hub, and the engagement hub. So a lot of teams aren't going to want the sales hub um, you know, if they're not actually looking to sell something, but they're going to want the marketing analytics so uh, we've got a couple of different data sources that we use for that, but we can show you where the people in your, in your contact list, uh, you know, the websites that they're going to, the influences that they're mostly in front of, all these different data points that give you a better insights into who's in your, who's in your customer flow, right? So you know kind of where you, can, where you should be leveraging to go into the market, right? So we kind of pull back the veil on that. Um, when it comes to the, uh, you know, another thing that we've got in the, in the uh, marketing hub, and this is something that, I'm amazed it never got built before. And this is something that we went looking for initially straight away. And I could not believe that I couldn't find it. And it's just a planner, right? So a campaign planner that links into Twitter and Discord. So we ended up just building one. So now you can create your entire campaign pre and post mint weeks in advance. Um, and it will handle all your Twitter posts. It will handle all your announcements in Discord, all your activities, all your bounties, everything automatically. So teams can start building out their campaigns weeks and months ahead of time. Uh, post-mint, what we're looking at doing is adding another user type, which is for you know advisory companies and marketing companies because that's a huge bottleneck for them trying to onboard new customers is they have to have, a, a at the moment, they have to have you know man hours of people sitting there doing these posts, doing these things in Twitter. So uh, doing these things in Discord because there's nothing really handling that right now that, that they've come across. So we've had loads of uh, advisory companies and marketing companies when they hear what we've built, they're like, oh my God, can we use that right now? Because it means they can start onboarding more customers. They're rel we're relieving that bottleneck for them, right? So that's something that I just don't understand was never built. Um, and then we've got like the engagement hub. So we've we've got uh, we're fully integrated with uh, Discord and with Twitter, obviously. And we're adding other platforms later on. And then we can set bounties. So on Twitter, you can set like you know follow bounties, retweet bounties, like bounties, uh, mention bounties, which is kind of like a raid. Um, you can do uh, you know, invite bounties for Discord. You can do invite bounties on Simpler. You can do um, you know, activity bounties in Discord. So be active in this, in this channel for X number of minutes. All that kind of stuff. And it really helps trying to activate the space. So that's what we're using at the moment for ourselves. And we're adding, um, you know, we, we've been playing around with a bit of a formula for a, like a, a, a viral loop in our own system. And yesterday we went up by 250% um, the number of people we had coming in just off of uh, changing around a few different things and the automation of the, of the bounties and, um, 
and kind of like the the posts and tweets and engagement stuff that we're doing. So it's uh it's all very very interesting and it's, it's really really good being our first, own first customer using the product because we're then able to write a playbook for other teams to use after us. So we can give them kind of like what the lessons that we learned was. So when they come through, if they haven't got all that experience themselves, they can draw on our experience as well. What are you giving away for bounties? So at the moment, the bounties really, it's uh, it's like Discord gold. So they get to play, uh, you get to see, uh, enter different raffles and things that we, run, uh, we launch daily. And, um, you know, we're giving away merchandise, NFTs, crypto, all that kind of stuff via that. And that's been resonating quite well with the audience okay very cool yeah li- later on we'll be looking at doing our own uh like our own secondary token which is called a credit um so when you when you stake a bounty hunter you get a credit and uh obviously teams can go buy a few bounty hunters stake them and then use the credits to reward the uh the audience for completing bounties the um as far as like the mint timeline how far out are you guys a uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we haven't really set a, a firm date yet. And then do you have an idea on total supply? So that's uh, that's something that, again, is up for debate because we're using our own kind of technology to, to read the room, if you know what I mean. So price, date, and supply is, is all something that's variable. And if you have the NFT, what, what's the value behind it? I'll get access to the tool suite plus some other stuff. Yeah, so uh, the credits themselves are used to discount uh, different features within the hubs. Um, and then you can also stake the, stake the bounty hunters to feed your wallet to give out to um, people for completing bounties. But additionally, um, you know, we've got a, a higher affiliate. So, you know, there's a whole lot of reasons for teams to buy these things. But what's the reason for, you know, collectors to buy them and, and use them? And one of the things is, you know, um, collaboration managers or just users in general that want to sign up to the affiliate program and start helping spread the word for different projects that we're launching through us, um, they get they only get 50% of their commission structure unless they own a bounty hunter, right? So it unlocks the other half of it. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we haven't released yet in our roadmap. But yeah, we're going, we're, we're, we're really pushing as much value into this thing as possible. We've got a, lot, we've got a white paper coming, sorry, a light paper coming out in a day or two, so I don't want to give away too much right now. Yeah, if they're going to pay out the commission, maybe have them like own two or three of those NFTs instead of just one. Put a little uh, barrier in there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So the okay, the whole cool. thing is um the whole thing for the the bounty hunters is uh you know it's going to take a few bounty hunters um you know for a project to really unlock most of the tools if they don't want to pay for it. Got it. Well, I mean, Chris, who's in here, I'm so super smart guy. So as far as like all the data they're tracking, I mean, that can be explained, you know, probably take 20, 30 minutes just to kind of go high level on it. Um, is this, I mean, what should I be asking about how you guys track all this data? Is that all public information that you're just tracking through scraping and whatever the hell else, me not being an IT guy and understanding, but like, how do you know that these guys are doing the bounties and how is this all being organized? It kind of just boggles my mind. Yeah, so we're, we're fully integrated uh, with Twitter using both their free and paid API. So we get a, a varying level of, of interactions and, and notifications back as soon as people do certain things with, with accounts. Um, same thing for, for Discord, right? So that's relatively easy. The, um, the analytical information for you know, people's past behavior uh, is all on-chain, right? So I come from a Web2 world and if I told people in Web2 from marketing and sales perspective, 
like, hey, there's this tool that I can give you that will show you people's, you know, previous purchasing history and their buying history and how long they hold an asset for and all this kind of stuff. The only way you're going to get that is by connecting your bank account to it, right? And people aren't going to do that. But for some reason in Web3, it become, it's become like, you know, the norm to attach your wallet to things. And that's like your passport into different experiences nowadays. And all of that requires you to sign transactions and things like that. That's all public. That's all on the blockchain. So all you've got to do is just know what you're looking for when you're looking at a blockchain. And you can really tell a lot about people's behavior and their interactions, where they're going, what websites they're on, uh, all these different things that they're using, just looking at their, their wallet interactions and things like that. So at the moment, there's a whole heap of analytical tools designed for traders, right? So they track different wallets. They track people's um, like buying sentiments, all that kind of stuff to give people an edge over trading NFTs and trading crypto. There's just nothing for teams, right? So there's all this anxiety around you know, the mint day, is it going to sell out? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Like, are we attracting the right kind of customer? And so all we wanted to do was really just like pull the veil back on that and show them the, the data to prove, okay, you're on the right path or, hey, look, you're on the wrong path. You need a course correct before it's too late. And, um, you know, there's a few different features that we're building into that, like a, a commit now, pay later feature, which is a smart contract that allows the user to basically pay for a mint upfront it sits in an escrow account that they control. They can cancel it at any time. And then when it hits the mint date and time, it executes in sequential order of the queue when they signed up. So they no longer have to be awake for it anymore. They don't have to remember that there's a, a mint on because especially in a bull cycle, you've got a thousand, that's a thousand um, notifications a day going off on Discord, right? So you're going to miss some stuff. And you, you know, one of the things we, we learned when we were talking to different customers is that was like, especially in Australia, people are asleep because they mint out at like 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning, right? So they miss out on all these mints. So we built that uh, to help solve the problem for them, but it also helps solve the problem for teams because now all of a sudden you can sell 15, 20, 30% of your, your, your mint before the mint day even happens. So you've relieved some of that anxiety about the mint day. So for somebody like uh, Tether Black Games with their Meta Crash game that's coming out, they could easily track you know, who's who's going in, you know, and connecting their wallet and, and playing the game. Yeah, correct. So that's the that's the point in the the marketing hub. Right. It will it kind of pulls the veil back on that. You get to see, you know, websites they're going to, the influences that they're interacting with, all these different things. So you can start to understand like how you can leverage uh, into the market segment that you're going into. What about app usage? So like NFT folio app, right? Our NFT tracking app that we've built on iOS and Android. Could you track like downloads of apps or usage of apps? That's not something that we've that we've thought about at the moment. I, I suppose, yeah, I'd have to have a look into that. I, I can't say for certain. Um, I mean, what you could do is if the app itself gave us some kind of access, then yeah, for sure. But not, I wouldn't imagine from iOS, especially uh, that right you'd be able to kind of. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Could be something there. Um, all right, guys. I think I've got a pretty good gra- grasp on what you're all building. Anything that you didn't hit from the product suite that you think is important? No, that's a, that's about it for the minute. We're building a lot of other stuff that I can't really talk about just yet because we want a bit of an edge into the market. Um, but at the moment, we've, we've built uh, our base product. It's our MVP. Um, you know, almost everything I've just told you today is, is functional. The analytical stuff is, is in the works. Um, but the actual base product we're using right now, so if you go to simpler... Uh, dot com, you can actually start signing up for bounty hunters and, and going through the process and getting your whitelist, joining our Discord, going on Twitter, completing bounties. So that's all that's all live right now. All right, fair enough. 
Uh, last question for me, and if anybody else on the panel has a question, feel free to jump in after. But uh, how big is the team, Ian? Or not Ian. <laughs> how big is the team, Simpler? Yeah, so this is Organized Chaos from Simpler, uh, or just James. Um, yeah, so there's, there's 10 of us. I was looking at Ian as I was talking. He's right next to you on the on the phone here. But oh, yeah, there's bit. 10 of you. Okay, gotcha. And then have you done uh, like a funding round? Yes, yeah, so we did a, a, a family, friends and fools round um, at the beginning of the year. So we've been uh, been living off of that for the last six months or so. What did you raise originally with those guys? Uh, 400. Okay. All right, good. So you'll probably do a round at some point if this, if this if all goes well with your own self-beta test. Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Ian, you had your hand up. I don't know if you were just waving or if you had a question before uh, we move he beat, on. He beat me to it. I was going to ask the funding. Okay. Cool. All right, Simpler. Thanks for jumping on. We'll have you guys on probably closer to Mint as well. Once you nail that down, uh, and maybe kind of talk about any other surprises you want to throw out. So thanks for, for spending time. All right, y'all, thanks for hanging in. Uh, that was Simpler James, a.k.a. James. Uh, we've heard from Ian over at Photo Finish and the Sweets as well. We've got the Vault Dow, Satori, and Tadokaverse to go as well. Uh, if you've got questions, comments, feel free to request the mic. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. The show is recorded as always, so if you need to hop, come back to it later. It's going to be there for you for the next 30 days. Uh, but with that, let's move on to the Vault Dow. Guys, good to see you again. Thanks for coming up. You gave us a quick intro, um, just talking about the kind of the P2P vault. So kind of making trading or transactions safe for people in Web3, which is awesome. You mentioned like a, a guardian protocol, which I want to learn a little bit more about. But um, high level to me, it's pretty simplistic, right? You're kind of connecting A to B and you are helping them have a transaction in a safe way. It's like safe sex for Web3. Um, you know, anything else, what else would you add to the story? Exactly. So that is our primary uh, point, right? Where uh, see, we, are, we call this whole crypto space as a trustless system. And definitely even in the trustless system, you need to have some trust to deal when you're dealing with anonymous people, right? So the thing that we are trying to do is it's not only that we are securing the transaction that is happening, but also we are just... <clears throat> Uh, allowing this uh, spammers to go away. I think so. One of the incident happened with you, right? Uh, when you wanted to buy a like, Twitter account and you wanted to use Voltex, that buyer, buyer disappeared because you know that clearly. Once you deal with Voltex and when you create the transaction and your fund is logged in the escrow, it's very difficult to cheat, right? Like it's not that only uh, we are just securing the transaction. We are just trying to remove the spammers and all across different places. If definitely if this particular transaction happened outside Voltex, definitely there is more chance they were cheated, right? So that's the primary motto that we are trying to do, like where trust is the important thing that we have in the real world. But since we are dealing with anonymous people and we don't really know how it happens, but we are seeing there are a lot of scope for uh, just building the trust in different places. So there are different projects doing a different way and escrow will be the main part of this trust and moving forward. That's why we call it as a Voltex protocol. And this protocol can be used wherever there is a trust lacking, right? Uh, for example, right now, as I said, we are talking about there is a trust lacking between the project and the uh, community. That's why we introduce the Guardian protocol. And there is a issue like where uh, the small fundraisers and the community, then we are trying to, there is one project who is trying to build a 
crowd funding platform using our protocol so our protocol can be used in multiple places or we are imagining even again if you look at we are trying to <clears throat> consider this more like a, a web3 payment gateway wherein so if there is a e-commerce platform where you are going to buy a product you are not sure whether they will deliver the product when you make the payment in crypto but if you do it in the real world you can just claim claim like you can talk to the people with the paypal or someone else but in crypto space it's very difficult now what we are trying to build is we are building a payment gateway where you can just create a like you can make the payment and payment will be in the escrow until you receive the product once you receive the product you can receive, release the payment like that if you look at all the areas wherever the trust is the issue voltex protocol can be used there is so many applications we are building on top of it so yeah trust is what we are actually trying to create in the space which is much needed I got questions, but Ian, your hands up. Why don't you go first? Yeah, I guess mine was sort of like, how do you make money? And then are you doing a mint or something? Or, or is the community somehow aligned with you as well? Just if you could talk about that. Yeah, so we have, uh, first thing you said, we already done the sale like three months back. So we have a huge community which is supporting us in different ways. And in terms of how do you make revenue as a project, Uh, whenever you create a transaction, you charge two percentage of your transaction as a fee for hosting your all the transactions. So that is our primary way of earning money, and we are doing a lot of partnerships with the different projects. If you ask, like there is a project called Soulful who is building this job board, and they will be integrating our uh, our escrow platform into their service. So like that, there are so many partnerships that we are doing. So that's how we primarily earn money, and. Uh, there are multiple tools we are building on top of uh, our job board so i mean uh, our protocol one of the thing that we are building is our job board which is getting released in another uh, two weeks and also we are building a marketplace so it's more like a craigslist you can list anything that you want and you can buy it in a trustless way and there is no uh, third party involved even if you do a transaction in the magic eden magic eden is still there they have the control but the platform that we are building as a marketplace is more like fully decentralized uh, thing that we are building so that like that we are building different tools that uh, we have a dao tool which is helping the dao's to host a voting system for the nft holders to get the opinion on the major major decisions there are so many tools that we are building which is bringing revenue to our project and obviously we have a revenue share with the with our community the nft holders So as far as um, I'll come back to you in a second, Ian. What does usage look like right now on Voltax? So you are asking about transit, like uh, traction, right? Say it again. So what, what are you asking? Tra- you are asking about yeah, tra- yeah, like the transactions are like how often oh, so is uh, yeah, yeah. So like the usage right now happening is mostly for the NFT holders, and there are like there are so many projects who is using our. Uh, tool to make the payment to the uh, moderators and freelancers kind of thing that's our major utility right now and we are trying to build a different uh, features on top of it actually so, but primarily it is nft uh, transactions and also payment to the people those who are working with uh, different people so that's a that's a primary how people using our tool in terms of how kind of revenue that we are generating we did close to like 50k worth of volume transactions Uh, in the platform, the last one one and a half months, so and actually still there uh, there is so many tools that is needed for the people. So primarily, this is how the transaction looks like in the last one and a half months. Yeah. 
So 50K in transactions, do you take what, what percent of the cut? Two, 2%. Oh, 2%, gotcha, okay. Yes, yes. Ian? Yeah, yeah that, that was going to be my question. Like, so that's like a thousand bucks, you know, how, how long can you sustain? And, and do you do you foresee this being people paying their employees through this, which if that is the case, then of course you're going to be able to hit, you know, 50 million and, or, you know, some huge transaction volume uh, that you can actually do sustainable. But if it's sort of like NFTs and, you know, like small uh, transactions, 2% feels like it's going to be rough on you guys. So I guess, what do you think your total addressable market? I hate to ask those questions. I'm not, I'm really not a corporate person. Uh, but, you know, do you think it's going to be a, this is the way that people pay all their employees? This is the way that people do million dollar deals, in which case you can make a lot of money or no? What do you think? Yeah, so actually how I am looking at it. So as I said, what we have is a base protocol, right? Like that is like you have your mobile in place. Like we have a, something called apps, Voltex app stores, where there are so many people building application on top of our protocol. And that's what we see is more like a way to bring more revenue to our uh, project. Uh, for example, one of the things that we are building is called a job board, where so there are people who is you know, having buy and sell and hiring people is also very difficult. There is no clear cut uh, platform where you can go and hire someone, say, kind of artist. Mostly it happens on the Discord level or Twitter. Now we are, being, like, we are launching that job board where as a project you can go ahead and list, uh, like, just post a job that just like you do it in other places, right? Like Indeed and stuff. So, like that, that when you post, you ought to pay Vault for the, the job post. And when you also apply for the job, you ought to pay Vault. So unlike that, there are so many applications we are building on top of it. That is going to be value generated than the protocol itself. The platform that we have right now, and we are seeing like, we are seeing that adoption will come with a lot of utilities. One thing is a job board. Other thing, I talked about the marketplace. Another thing, we are doing a lot of other projects where we are uh, doing with this. Um, they're doing a lot of job boards and we're trying to integrate our tool with them and also we build a guardian protocol where we charge two percent say example uh, in that level if you see if a project raises like thousand so and if you charge two percent that will be huge enough for uh, as to generate revenue and that's how we build a guardian protocol so i think apart from the base protocol the tools are going to generate a lot of revenue that's what we are focusing right now and there are so many tools we are building as a listed and we are building a Diego tool and we are building a raffle platform where people can create uh, their own raffle there are so many things that we are building once that is coming the revenue generation will come and to answer the question straight to you like whether how people are making money like making their payment to the employees yes we are also building a tool for that where it's more like a CRM, like I wouldn't say it's a CRM kind of stuff. It's more like a payment management system. Right now, if there is a project, uh, they, how do they track the payment and who is making the payment like that? They mostly, I talk to people, they use Excel sheet, right? But there is no clear cut of how do they do the accounting part. So we are building a tool for that as well. And I think once we have that, there are so many people going to use that tool along with the escrow service and that revenue is going to be very huge and one of the scope that we are looking at as i said uh, what we are predicting whatever the tools that we are building it's for the future right uh, because the pay as a, like right now if you use the crypto and solana if you really see the use cases there are very less chances maybe a monthly once you do the uh, transaction for the payment uh, we believe that the solana pay is going to be huge 
and when that is huge and this drastic is going to be there and we are going to have the huge market share at that time so i think there are so many ways we are looking at generating revenue but yes the tool is just been a one one and a half months and it's going to have a very good revenue as we proceed so and i think as a project also we can we have raised a very good amount and we can stay for a year and keep building and focus on marketing side and definitely we are also looking to raise funds and to build a lot of other to- cool tools around it how how big is the team uh, we are eight people right now and are, are they mostly full time uh, yes yes and have you did you go through a funding round already or no no not not for the external funding whatever we did with this uh, fund, like nft sale that's it we are just looking to go for a funding like maybe in one or two months we're just waiting for our tool to get launched so once we launch everything that we talked i think we'll go for funding round and then uh, if you hold the nft what's the value there Okay, so right now we have a staking platform where you can go ahead and stake the NFT and the keep collecting Vault. And Vault will be our major uh, utility token, right? Whatever the tools that we are building, the value is going to going back to the Vault. As I said, for example, for the job board, people have to buy and uh, use the Vault token to list their job and also apply for the job. And whatever the Vault that we are generating, that we will be burning. uh kind of thing so it's more like the value generation is going to transfer to the token and the more token that you hold the more value you're going to get and being an nft holder you can stake and on the vault token that's how the value is being distributed distributed okay got it yeah all right guys well good seeing you again thanks for coming up and kind of breaking into the story yeah. any anything yeah. that you didn't cover you want to make sure you hit Yeah, so that's what primarily like we are uh, building a lot of interesting tools. The one thing that if you want to tell the community, like we are, we are building a lot of pieces um, like uh, separately right now, like different tools and partnerships like that. I think we are trying to keep that uh, put together in a month or so. Once that we have, the thing we, the keep balls will keep rolling, and that's how the really interesting things and revenues are going to come. So we are so excited to be in the space and uh, building a lot of interesting tools. So we are looking forward for the future actually. All right, guys. Yeah, it was Voltax. Thanks for coming on. Good uh, catching up with you guys again, and glad to see you're still here and building. And I wish you guys the best of luck as you as you continue to build out. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you again. Let's be happy to be uh, again in the show again. So we'll see. Yeah, of course. We'll we'll be on in the future yeah. as well as you guys continue to uh, build and deliver. So good to see you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's. Uh, we got two more projects. So if you're just jumping in and missed part of the show, uh, we just heard from Vault Out, but spent time with Ian at Photo Finish Games, Photo Finish and um, the Suites, and then we spent time with Simpler, another really cool project that's out there. Uh, so all three of those guys have uh, kind of gone deep with us. Now we've got Satori and Tanukaverse. So let's go over to Satori. Tori, you did a quick intro, uh, but you've got alpha calls, as you mentioned, in your Twitter handle, trading tools, analytical, plat- uh, analytical platform, I guess, to really empower good decision-making when it comes to the NFT space. Um, maybe give us a little bit of a deeper picture of you know, what you guys are really trying to deliver on, what the community is pumped up about when it comes to the project. And I know pre-sale is the 22nd of August, so just around the corner. 
Okay, sure. Thank you. Um, firstly, I want to answer the question what makes us different from other projects. Yeah. And also I will tell in detail about our tools and products. So um, most of the tools uh, that we have, uh, they are ready and you can use them right now. Uh, for sure, they are in MVP version, but they are ready. So our bots, social media analytics platform, we have weekly mental health sessions right now. We have a lot of channels. We have regular regular sports. And uh, you're cutting out a little bit. That's me. Our premium platform. Ah, really? Really? Um, and now? Yeah, keep rolling. No, it wasn't just you. It was cutting for me too. Yeah, keep rolling, Tori. Maybe it's okay now. Okay, one second. You're still there? Taking, just getting closer to the Wi-Fi. Okay, I just reconnected. Might be better. Yeah, go ahead. You sound fine. Rock, roll with it. Satori. Hi, hi. Okay. We gotcha. Are you back? No. What about now? Can you hear me? Are you cut out? Now I can hear you, yes. Oh, okay, great, great. Finally. <laughs> I don't know what it was. So, um, currently you can use most of the tools we have. All our bots, social media analytics. Uh, uh, we also have weekly mental health sessions. We have a lot of channels with alpha articles. Uh, this week we will also finish our premium platform. Um, so, like, next is about our tools. Um, for example, our vision. Uh, vision bot, I mean. Uh, so, it sends new promotion projects on early stage. For example, it found SoulSwipe when they had just 100 followers um, and uh, has already sent more than, more than 30 different projects as well. Also, it gives uh, pump and dump signals of post-mint projects in real time. So I think it's the first trading bot that gives such signals. And uh, it, it allows you to buy the project at the beginning of pump and sell it before the dump as well. Uh, so and, and I think uh, Vision will change the whole game with Alpha Calls and Solana, um, especially after we will make this bot uh, trade NFTs automatically for you. Um, second tool is Insight. Does it does it actually trade for you, or just gives you alerts? Basically, currently it gives you signals, but later after we okay. gather more data, it will be able to trade NFTs for you as well. Um, second tool is Insight, tracker of premium projects. So like currently there are no trackers of premium projects with social media analytics that we have. So for example, it allows you to see follows from influencers, amount of organic audience, Twitter mentions, and lots of other things. And you can use it right now as well. Um, later we will add the uh, such metrics as the Discord activity. And you will be able to see whether the Discord is boted or not, for example. Also, we will add predictions on Mint, audience crossing. So, for example, you will be able to see amount of AKBers uh, following some premium projects. And, uh, yeah, lots of other things. 
So our goal here is to make number one tracker of premium projects. Um, next is our platform with Ruffles uh, that will change the way projects collaborate on Solana. Um, this platform allows uh, pre-mint pre and post-mint project owners to raffle whitelist, NFTs, anything. So, for example, you can create a raffle that require uh, Discord and Twitter follow, one Solana unbalance, and uh, ownership of a Beers NFT, for example. Um, so, like, uh, this platform will allow to make cross-raffles between different projects or even influencers and projects as well. Uh, it will have SMS email notifications, analytics for each project, and a lot of other things. Uh, it, and it will be free for raffle participants and will require a few NFTs to launch the raffle. Um, also, I want to tell you about Satori Education. It's a set of uh, material of about uh, Web3 that uh, we will give to our holders for free. So like, uh, for example, regular technical analysis, NFT courses, articles, voice calls with experts, and for sure, alpha calls uh, from the team of our alpha, five alpha callers. And I think um, we will hire five more after Mint. Uh, so we are, launching, we are launching Satori Education to improve trading experience of our holders. Um, the last thing is development hubs. Uh, so at Satori, we want to build a community to come up with products together with community and build them with help of our team of uh, developers. We have already gathered several ideas like portfolio tracker, Twitter chatbot, and uh, these products will be available in U4. Uh, but the main idea here is to build something together with community. So it's like uh, we will uh, add new products to our set of tools uh, regularly for years. So like this model allows us to consistently offer great benefits both for B2B and B2C clients for years. B2C clients will get access to all our products as well as airdrops of Satori boxes with real-time items, custom and cross collections. By the way, uh, we are already working on future cross collection with uh, another big project. And uh, B2B clients will be able to integrate our, all our bots, meditations, Satori calls, Satori education to their community as well. Um, so, yeah, that's it. You guys have a ton there. There's, there's a lot going on. All good, obviously. Uh, yeah. It's in the empowerment project for sure. And uh, information overload, which is not, not a bad thing, but just a lot of resources and content that you're building out. Um, how big is the team that you have currently? So we have near 30 people in team and 12 people in core team. We have three developers uh, in the inner team and two more in outsource, so five artists, a lot of collab managers, uh, sales, uh, product development, so lots of guys. Yeah. Most of the people in team. How do you plan to make money off of the project long term? Um, yeah, it's a good question. So uh, we ha we can not only um, offer our NFTs, um, which will be sustainable for sure, because uh, we will constantly add a lot of new products, uh, make new cross collections, a lot of other things. But uh, main. Um, funding source 
will be a Web3 subscription. I think it will be a Web3 subscription model. And uh, we will uh, integrate all of our tools, like set of tools, Satori Labs, to other projects, to other communities. And uh, it will bring a lot of value to other communities as well. So, for example, we will have a pre-sale in a week and uh, a lot of projects will uh, buy NFTs just because they want to offer this value to their community. So our goal is just like to have uh, more than 50 partners uh, who will integrate all the tools we have to their community. So if you get the NFT, you get access to most or if not all of the tool suite that you're building out, but you can also pay to get access, right? Sounds like, is that right? Yeah. Is firstly, that what yeah. firstly, you will be able to get access to everything just uh, by holding NFTs. And uh, later we will add uh, Web3 subscription as well. Will you share back revenue to holders at all? Or is that on the roadmap? Um, so we don't share it like uh, we just get uh, royalties and uh, uh, give everything to, to holders. We take part of royalties, for example, and give them for raiders and people who support us. We um, use part of royalties for development of the tools. Uh, we use part of royalties for Satori boxes as well, for buying new items, for buying new NFTs and other things. So yeah, it's kind of sharing funds with holders. So the cool thing about Satori is if their shit works, they don't need money from us. So if we mint, then we get the benefit. If we don't, uh, they'll just use their tools for themselves and produce um, money for themselves. Have you, you still have to go to the Tanuki, the, the Tanukaverse, right? Have you, yes. you haven't talked yes, about sir. it? Yep. Okay. Simpler, don't get bored and leave. I got questions for you. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Let's go to the Japanese folklore. They seem funny as fuck. They have golden balls all over their fucking Twitter. Satori <laughs> shit's lit. Like, you guys can go look at their Twitter profile, go look at their engagement, listen to the dude talk. Like, yeah, you'll either buy in and you'll get access to their tools and you'll use them to turn profit or you'll go fuck yourself. And Satori will just use his own tools to turn profit and just go fuck yourself. Uh, Tanukiverse, what about them golden balls? Are we going to fuck ourselves or what's going on? Hey, so Chris, remember back in the day, all the projects would have a little saying that they go along with the, the project, you know, like pew pew or whatever the hell. Like fat fucks? What was the thing? Like you'd have like, hey. The savage sumo. You know, quack quack. Or everyone had their own little saying. Right? Blockchain, I remember. Well, Tanukiverse. I got theirs. It's called Ligma. Ligma, Ligma. Ligma balls. <laughs> that's, that's all right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, as name goes, guys, I'm so happy that the balls are picking up on everyone here, right? Like, the way we, we picked it up and how it happened. Yeah, what do us. I got to do for some golden balls before we get into this? Uh, yeah, just golden balls is something. It's like a metaphor that we all have, basically. Uh, all you have to do is keep scratching and you'll find the gold right in there right so basically fuck go- yeah dude <laughs> so yeah as as the name suggests guys uh, the tanuki verse again 
Tanuki as an animal. Uh, I was fascinated uh, by this animal basically. Uh, when I was a kid, I watched this movie back in 1982. If anyone of you have heard of this studio Ghibli, right? So that's an amazing anime studio which has been in Japan. And the fa- this Shit. this movie. Oh, hold on, Tanuki verse. We've got a little bit of a problem already, dude. He was born What's there. Up? What's up with all these raccoons that I see on your front? What is those? What are those? Yeah, those, those are NFTs. Those are, are, are no, NFTs. no, right. fuck, <laughs> fuck! I was so Chris. Did you just wake up or there. something? No, they're not allowed to be raccoons though, right? Because raccoons sucked balls, and the Dijon trash pandas are about to change the whole fucking game with Rain Protocol. So it's almost like it sucks that they're fucking raccoons and now I'm in a conflicted position. But he's very funny. So if you can promise not to act like you're the best raccoon, but instead you're the funniest raccoon, well, then we might be able to make this work still. But I was really hoping the answer was that was one of our characters, not that that is our NFT. Oh no no no! So because the, so they are not raccoons. Uh, they are similar to raccoons. That's the thing. Like that's what we are doing. Tanukis are all, all, all like uh, most of the times uh, misinterpreted as raccoons, and that they, they are not at all related to raccoons at all in any ways. Uh, like even with the genetics. So Tanukis are just Tanukis, which are you know kind of belongs to. Uh, they are inhabitant of Japan, and uh, they have been lost in the folklore culture. Like uh, I mean, uh, basically. Uh, even now, like Tanukis are not so much a number, and the people even think that it's actually a uh, like a mythical uh, character, and it's not a real character. Even a lot of people in the world like misinterpret them for pandas or raccoons, like you put it. But they are just Tanukis, which are different. Uh, and in the similar it's way, a real have... animal, right? Yeah, that's real animal. That's real. Holy animal. shit! Like now, a chuba, I chuba now I love that it's like a raccoon in disguise. I'm sold again. Let's go. <laughs> So yeah, and they have this rich, rich folklore dating back a thousand years ago that they do shape shifting. They have their own community, and if you come to Japan, if anyone of you has been to Japan, if if you've been to like wherever you are, if you've been to izakaya, the Japanese restaurants, you would certainly see a small, funny, cute little trickster statue uh, of a tanuki out there with gold, big balls, with a sake satchel on one hand, with a ledger on another hand. So they have like. Uh, these statues are famous throughout Japan. Like you go out and like, so me being an Indian guy living in Japan, for me, I just looked at this character as how we Indians worship Ganesha, right? The Lord Ganesha. Similarly, the Tanuki is just a god of fortune in Japan. Just the just a way cooler than Ganesha because uh, Tanukis drink, Tanukis have big balls, and they just don't give a fuck. So I mean, you know, like that kind of attitude and that kind of persona Tanuki stand for was something that really drove us to kind of do this project. And because, I mean, we are essentially driving the anime and manga fanatics all over the world to be able to kind of uh, give them like a taste of uh, what Tanuki balls feel like. And the golden balls, this is again what we have not made it up. Uh, essentially, this is something called Kintama. In Japan, they call Kin is gold and Tama is balls. So Kintama is actually a balls of fortune, the balls of luck, the balls of trickery. So the Tankis have the golden balls and they have, uh, you know, the power of shape-shifting and they can create magic out of anything, out of thin air. I think I am, I am Cummings here has a question. Yeah, Cummings, please, please take take forward. Well, I'm upper-class high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And I always fill my ballroom with it. <laughs> The social pegs said, that's the 
that was hilarious amazing thanks for that moon rowings yeah, so, so yeah, like yeah. Uh, when's the mint or whatever uh so we have not announced the meeting date yet but we are planning to do the minting sometime next month probably by the end of next month probably that would be a good time to go forward with that yeah yeah please i'm coming please please uh, take with the question <clears throat> yeah i mean the, i love the art the, the it's really funny what what is the what what is the product like what, what is going on <laughs> what what is the point i hate to say what is the point but you know what is a year from now what is the tanuki verse yeah yeah that's that's a very good question essentially i mean we want to emancipate uh, like different kinds of ideas into the uh, you know tanuki verse but essentially what we want to become is become an ip first right and then the ip can propagate into various directions probably but uh, like the go to thing after we mint is to come up with a game essentially i think uh, i and cummings we would love to have your inputs on the same but yeah that's where like you would be able to exp- uh, be a participate in the explore to an economy because pachinko uh, or something like a pachinko pachinko universe uh you could call it like that because uh, i mean to be honest uh, we are still trying to uh, kind of uh, look forward to what kind of game essentially would come out because there has to be a lot of research done in terms of the data i mean has it to be a triple a game a card game or a mmorpg game i mean uh, i could not uh, speak of things in thin air because i need to make my facts straight uh, because i think uh, a lot of uh, from, from my research personally a lot of projects just go ahead and uh, you know come okay, out okay so how old are you have you ever played a sega genesis do you remember the game comics zone we start there Oh, I am 29 but I've not played this game but I would definitely look it up. I played Sonic Hedgehog Comics. Oh, C O M I X Zone oh. Comics Zone. It's fucking legit and when I look at your little fake raccoons I'm like, "Ooh, okay, this could be a direction to go." You build with your art and your storyline and you make 2D side-scrolling games that let them level up and experience a personal connection with their individual fake raccoon and then um if you can generate enough funds you can you know turn that into a 3D experience obviously uh, yeah wow this is, looks like a brawl game 2D brawl game right except for yeah 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 it's like a platform like um and instead of being Sonic or Mario you beat the shit out of people in different stages and each stage leads you to another comic book page Oh wow. In each each scene on the comic book is a stage. And then as you clear the mobs and go through the comic book, each chapter is a level. And then at the end of the chapter you fight the boss and you go to the next chapter and you tell the story. It's wow. it's a great game. Thank you so so much about that because I think it's funny that you brought up Mario because Mario also has a Tanuki costume if you go back to it and the, Mario is essentially one of the yep. first it immediately hit me as soon as you Like as right. soon as you started talking about it and I looked at Tanuki I go oh my god the squirrel suit the flying suit the raccoon right. suit and even similar way on our website if you go and go on to the gameplay roadmap if you go on to our web page and click on the play now button you'll be able to have a similar experience where we have created some mini games based on Tanuki and the characters and there's some mangas lined up when you can actually have an experience click on the manga read uh, a some bit of it and go to another experience and have that entire roadmap uh, uh, you know experience going around so th- that we have essentially going on uh, i think i am coming please yeah go again uh. yeah i mean i, I tried and I'm, i'm not trying to fud here this is like kind of one of my biggest pet peeves though is like a team that's never made a game saying give me your money we'll figure out how to make a game 
Um, right. So do you have experience making games? Oh, yeah, with... but I'll make it. He can just pay us. Like, our studio <laughs> will do it. Like, no, no, no. You don't worry about that part, Ian. Yeah, I, well I do is. worry about that. I, this is a Pixelmon thing, you know? It's just like, no, we'll hire an outsourcer. They'll do it. It's just like, come on. That's never going to work. And so I love what you've got. And when you just, like, when there's sort of the empty game promise. Imagine walking into a venture capitalist and saying, hey, you know, we'd like to raise one and a half million dollars and then we're just going to figure out what to make with your money. Um, it's so strange. And so that's what I think I liked what you said first about the brand and, and building something interesting and unique, but like the game kind of like got me, Oh oh no, don't do that. Games cost a lot of money. (laughs) No, no, no. They're never good. Actually, you're right. Uh, no, I have not personally made a game before, but we have a game designer on board for the same. Uh, Um, he, like he has been working with, um, EA Games and DMM as well. So yeah, I mean, we made sure that we don't go out and put ourselves as someone who are not because that's actually true. Like we have also come across with a lot of projects which take up the money and then outsource it up, and then that's just a different ball game altogether. And we wanted to make sure that we have someone on board who has experience of uh, having created the game before. So yeah, I mean, we have uh, like a one game designer who is also taking care of the mechanics and the machination, if you call it machination, something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we have games and also on board and we are taking his guidance because uh, I mean, to talk of uh, how games go and uh, run about, I mean, I'm not the best person to answer those questions. Uh, and like you put it uh, very well, I'm coming. So I think a lot of projects uh, make this mistake of not uh, making sure that they have their facts straight about when they're going to get into games. Uh, that's why I also put it up like I cannot just say that we are going to be a AAA game or MMORPG game because we are still doing those research to know what kind of audience we want to put into and what kind of game we want to bring it out to the people. So, yep, that's how there. big. How big is your team? And, and we have 16 people strong, one six. And all full time. How are you funded? Uh, yeah, so we uh, basically we have been starting with uh, there's this product we are creating, MetaSky. That's a that's a parent company. Uh, we started, we are funded by Sequoia Capital and Woodstock Funds, uh, and as well as Polygon as well. Um, and we started back in December. So we are making an NFT crypto, uh, NFT holding wallet there. And there has to be something called a, you know, MetaSky Club, which will have different NFT projects working under that. And this is one of the projects uh, which belongs to MetaSky from there. So yeah, I mean, uh, that's how. So we are seven people full time on it. And the rest of people are on the temporary basis from a changing, uh, uh, you know, uh, professional personality. So, yeah. So, MetaSky owns this project? Uh, yes, MetaSky is the parent company, the incubator of this project. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the the NFT holders would get, uh, you know, what, what, do they, what do they get, I guess, um, in terms big, of... Big balls. Yeah, other than <laughs> giant golden balls. <laughs> right, right, right. In perks to that, I mean, we have an essential running economy already onto our Discord if people are playing right now. So we have we are also like a direct democracy, which will be essentially forming a virtual country, a virtual island country somewhere in the, uh, you know, midst of Japan. And uh, we have a like already running economy, uh, which is uh, pebbles, because in Japanese folklore, the tanukis which uh, convert these golden, uh, sorry, the convert the leaves and uh, the stones into golden pebbles as a folklore. So we have the same thing. I mean... Essentially, when I started working on Tanuki Wars, I saw a potential metaverse lying dead in itself and just no one was talking about it, you know. So I just picked it up, connected all the dots and created this metaverse out of it. So that's that's how the entire journey has been till by far now. And then we are also planning to, in the in the longer run, because 
I think economy is what interests everyone. And if you have to go up coming out with a, you know, like a, if you have to enable people to to be able to earn through this experience, they have to come with their own uh, economic basis. So we are also planning to come up with a utility token in the time to come. Uh, but that's a still uh, like probably four or five months down the lane. Uh, but no, yeah. you won't need it. So here's the thing. Um, you can adopt Raindrop if you actually want to tell like stories and utility on chain and you actually want to like blend your utility with maybe compose like so if you are starting with lore and you're starting with like the journey and the branding and you're moving that into gamification then build your first since you already have mini games like you can alleviate the liquidity issue by using raindrop right and you can also build your games on chain that way and then when you're ready for greater experiences you can connect your game well your metadata to my games right we can share based on that protocol because we'll both be sharing information on raindrop right that's kind of the concept here is that each game that gets built or each project that interacts with either the protocol or the token basically gets added utility from all the holders of it and then we get additional utility by having more places to use it right and i wouldn't think too grand of scale about your gaming prospect. I do agree that the the IP and the branding stuff was really attractive, but the reason I love the game concept is because you have a bunch of anime art. So what you can actually do is you can let people build personal stories in a much simpler fashion. You can go for gameplay that is very relatable, very easy, very on and off. And it's like kind of it's something people can choose. So you look to things like Comic Zone, you look to things like Streets of Rage, you look to things like Street Fighter. You actually look at Sega and Super Nintendo games because they actually had to use anime and art to create these different experiences in such a colorful fashion to like trick our minds into believing we were part of this experience, right? So why the fuck can't you do the same thing that Nintendo did in the 90s. Like, you absolutely can. If you have lore, you have brand, you have community, you have people developing personalities inside of your ecosystem, your game does not have to be Warcraft to create the ultimate experience. That experience is too much for people. What you need is to look at that 2D side-scrolling style of anime video game from the Sega and, and Super Nintendo days, which are much more affordable, much easier to pump out, and super simple. In a I'm browser. not going back, though. I'm not going back to the 90s. Dude, I've already tweeted about so it. All these shitty Wild 3 games from, like, if I could 88. Raccoon, it's ridiculous. If I could take my fake raccoon, my Tanuki, and I could fuck you up in Street Fighter, or I could co-op with you in Streets of Rage, or I could level him up in a Comic Zone-style environment, bro, that'd make me so happy. And then if you do attract gamers at that point, not just retailers, you actually start to attract larger people in the ecosystem, well, then you've got enough money and you can, like, you know, use our tech to create 3D models of your 2D collection as an example. That doesn't have to be something that I would even think about with your, with your art style and your story and what you've already developed. Bro, you can flip that shit into such fun experiences i mean you could technically do a text-based rpg and that would be fire if you just use like if you if you mix the gui with some of your guys's art and storytelling with a text-based rpg engine 
oh my god it'd be so fire where you say like what do i see you type what do i see and you click enter and it says like you see this and a little image comes up of some of your art and it like tells the story of where they're at and the person can go like any direction and find new stuff and they might stumble upon an nft or they might stumble upon golden balls and get luck and maybe they get cursed maybe they get blessed like i think that's better than like go hard with nintendo graphics i didn't say 88 nintendo graphics i said like 96 I said like 1994, 96, like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. You know, Battletoads is not my thought process. It it really Uh, is more like some of those Street Fighter style or like even Link to the Past, Zelda, right? Like even that's still a little primitive, but I would say that when you get a little deeper and you go even deeper, like Vector Man and some of these like later titles or Earthworm Jim, okay? Earthworm Jim is probably a really great example here. So, uh, yeah. I like Dig over Dig Dug fan. <laughs> yeah, and then I think you're only one step removed from Smash Brothers. You know what I mean? You're like so close to Smash Brothers at that point. If everybody has enjoyed your environment in a 2D format or a 2.5D format, and you've basically given them side-scrolling or top-down experiences to grow their lore and their character inside your ecosystem, and then one day you give them a brawler, they're going to go fucking ape shit. And you could build like five games in this quality for like a hundred grand, like total, you know, like some of these games only cost like 15, 20 grand to build maybe 25. And then like the smash brothers one might run you like 40 or 50. So I'm just saying like, this is actually really cool. I actually want to buy one of these uh, Tanukis and see how this unfolds. If I'm being honest, give me some whitelist. We'll give some away in our community. I don't care how many, 10, 15, whatever. We'll give them away. You show for yourself our Tanuki the way you speak. I'm sure that you have a pair of golden balls right there, my man. So yeah, kudos to that. And I, I loved your inputs on the same and the kind of ideas you have on ground because I think uh, this is essentially how the ideas uh, formulate and, you know, kind of having inputs from different people. And definitely brawl games are something which are also working right now in the space. And being based in Japan, I think uh, brawl games are still a big, big, big hit uh, in how the pachinko slots work in Japan and the way people play it out here, uh, essentially. Uh, but yeah, apart from the gaming, as as I would want to add, we are also building an essential ecosystem where we are also co- kind of collaborating with different because in Japan, there are different shrines and different, uh, you know, temples, uh, which talks of these Tanukis and Tanuki gods. There are actually three Trinity, Holy Trinity, Bake Tanuki gods that actually exist in Japan. And that's also part of our lore. Uh, and they have the different, uh, they are, they belong to these three leaders of three clans, the Ta, the Nu and the Ki clan. And, you know, they, the, they have different resources, which they'll be, comp- the, the followers will be competing for. And these are the only valid religions out here in the Tanuki verse. And then there are these different kinds of uh, all, all other storylines and characters unfolding and different dynamics with how and what are the kind of, uh, you know, interactions that the players would have with each other and uh, the the kind of, uh, you know, uh, what would be the, like, uh, rewards that they'll be taking back home in the same ways. So, yeah, but that's, that's the more or less the idea. But, yeah, essentially, I'll be checking out these games as well and uh, along with my team and the people, we'll be definitely researching upon this as well. Um, yeah, I think Moonrobing was saying something here. I was just wondering about the donkeys for a second. These donkey gods. Is that a real thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a real thing as well. So, Bake donkey gods. Uh, so, there are three gods, the Shibaimon, the Tasuboru, and Danzuboro. So, these three gods, they have, like, you know, uh, different, different powers, and they belong to different islands in Japan. They have their own temples and own stories and own folklores going on. 
and they are gods of they so basically a tantra what, needs wait, what religion is that uh, the origin of this or what is it a religion like what is that the, the donkey uh, god thing so the, they are sort of three uh, you know i don't know if you can call it a religion or not uh, so uh, so all tantrics actually worship moon as for the folklore they again they all worship me you know all <laughs> oh yeah 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 so yeah they all worship moon so yeah they also worship you and they they are uh, three baki tanuki gods are believed to be the the strongest tankis to have existed ever and they have like uh, temples dedicated to them huge huge shrines if you just search b a k e baki and d a n u k i baki tanuki on google you'll be able to look at these temples and all these scriptures and paintings of these gods and depictions of them of how the baki tanuki gods would be and uh, yeah i mean uh, this is this is ex- exactly like like dying la- oh. it's dying, right and it's a dying folklore also in japan so i'll tell you a funny story i went to buy one of tanuki statues uh, like a tanuki toy and i went to this street in tokyo called asako sabashi it's famous for traditional handicrafts and toys and out of 50 shops i was able to just find one toy in one shop and i asked the obachan Uh, like why am i not fi- able to find any tanuki toys anywhere around anymore and she replied uh, like nazika yuto kodomo ga mita koto ga nai so she's saying that because the kids which are getting born right now they think that tanuki they have not never seen a tanuki before they think that it's actually a mythological creature like it's it's like people have not experienced what a real tanuki is so i like oh my fucking god like the onus is upon us now to educate the people and you know like similarly how imso was also kind of i am so also asking like it's a raccoon it's not, it's not a raccoon that's that's that the onus of is upon us to teach the people that spread the awareness of how, what a tanuki is actually is and to have such an animal which is shape shifting powers which golden balls which is such a goof around and you know and to have such a f- rich rich folklore dating back to thousands of years old Uh, i mean i'm just lucky that i stumble upon this creature and we have taken it up because i think animal sells like crazy in vetri from a strategical and selling point of view i mean if you have a good funny and amazing character people would love it and i think tanuki is definitely one of those species which people associate with and they want to have those pair of golden balls okay so i realized i was saying donkey not tanaki Yeah, but I think he <laughs> also I think he also said that donkeys aren't like people look at donkeys like unicorns somewhere. Is that what I heard? Yeah, I got I got to like a few there. Donkeys, tanakis, I'm all in. <laughs> no, no, not donkeys, danuki, D A N U K, danuki. Okay, cuz I was going to say, "Hold on, bro. Look." I was like thinking about Murphy the whole time. If there are some kids that think donkeys are mythical creatures, I'm about to go get a donkey <laughs> from a farm over in Illinois and have it sent to fucking Japan because you can't do that with unicorns. You know what I'm saying? Like that's different. All right, so I actually really enjoy this and hope you guys mint out so that you have a budget to build out this. Oh no, you've got funding. So you've got money already. So like um what do the mint funds do? just like assist they're just like assisting in the funding uh so uh, essentially the we raise the funding for the for meta sky and uh, we are working along with that but then we started to bootstrap this club out of it because that has that also becomes the first and experience to see how other clubs will get incorporated in meta sky uh, so right now we have not uh, like essentially we are 
just taking care of those minimal funds at our end and uh, the minting funds would definitely go on creating the further ip and the the gaming experience that we are talking okay, about okay so like the min- the minting funds are like 100% for development and then you'll learn to monetize off your ecosystem that's how you guys will get paid right exactly. now you're just trying yeah okay well that's a, that's a lot of that's any good project any good project is using 100% of the funds to develop something monetizable and if they're successful that everybody makes money and if they're not successful then nobody makes money including the people who fucking made the nft you know what i mean like no yeah. no one is supposed to get paid like we either all make it or we all get fucked this soft rug shit i don't play that shit so okay cool dude i actually like you a lot and i'll be looking forward to it i think we've stolen a lot of time and everyone's like totally down with golden balls and we'll definitely give some whitelist to the community and we look forward to that mint simpler what the fuck do you mean that you can so you like i guess you log in with your discord and you log in with your twitter and you log in with all this shit and then you can basically like i guess go through pages and kind of run campaigns and if that's the case then are you tracking metrics of people who use this so that you can find out what a successful campaign looks like and you can help design a template for new users as like a business model, because maybe that's something that is because that kind of kills advisors, right? Like all these people out here, like, Oh, give us some of your mint, give us some of your money. We'll push your shit. But like, if you were able to determine a sound strategy and you could create a template that would basically help assess like a three month marketing plan, my God, that would be fucking valuable. And I also yeah, so like that's a, that's our playbook. Shit. So that's that's our playbook, which is data-driven insights into what's currently working in the market, right? But, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to replace advisors because there's always going to be room, especially in Web3, where a lot of people just don't have a business background. Yeah, but the um, obnoxious amount of, like, promo that gets paid out and, like, these yeah, thick fucking teams of bullshit so that, like, each mid-tier influencer gets you, like, two or three hundred fucking mints. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what if you could just use like two influencers and this template from Simpler, you know? That's like the kind of thing I'm thinking is like if you have uh, two good influencers and you have like a defined strategy that basically uh, has the playbook written for you over a two-month or three-month period, then you really just have to execute like time is really all it comes down to. And giveaways, you could like automate that kind of shit, I'm sure. And I guess interactions and stuff gets like, I guess you could do like the pay stuff, right? How people are like rewarding people for interacting with certain tweets and shills. Like you could probably just set all that structure up, right? Yeah, correct. So we already have all that. Fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, yeah, that's cool shit. That's cool shit. Like, I don't really need it because I'm, like, at the end and I'm about to deliver, right? But, dude, it's so fucking cool. And that's a good SAS. You know what I'm saying? Yep, so, yep. like, I definitely like to learn more. Maybe if not here, like, in, in a different situation, whatever. But, uh, yeah, tell us what you're, like, what you think the most banger piece of it all is. Because for me, I think it's that ability to create the template of the marketing strategy and, like, timing of everything which goes heavily into the psychology, right? And the hype and the momentum of the project, being able to link that with Discord, which could also play into the NFT folio app, 
that link or uh, that moon roving has right so that's like another thing that it could pair up with to put your announcements there as well and uh i'm really curious is there something i missed or is that kind of like the banger thing here no you got it all pretty much the um the, the overall kind of arching theme for everything we're trying to do is is really deliver you know data-driven insights for teams so they can make actionable decisions um there's no point giving people you know data dumps of in spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff because people are inherently useless at, at you know kind of eating through numbers you kind of have to give them some kind of context around it usually a visual kind of reference for it so they can understand it faster i mean you gotta give it an, give it to them in such a way where it's actionable because there's no point in telling them certain things if there's no kind of actionable uh item off the back of it right so you know, telling them like you've got this many people in, in one workflow, this many people in another workflow doesn't re- really mean much. But if you can tell them what the conversion rate is between that and what the upsell potential is, you know, over one versus the other, then they can start getting actionable insights into those things. And when it comes to like, I mean, you're 100% right with the whole playbook thing, that's kind of like a secret source for what we're going to be, be building. Um, I've taken a lot of uh, kind of influence from a product called ClickFunnels, um, which I don't know if any of you guys ever used, but they create a funneling system um, for people on Web2 to sell products, right, or products and services. And, uh, you know, they, they have hundreds of thousands, if not probably a million different funnels that people have built now and have people funneling through every single day. And they analyze those click funnels like nonstop and they figure out exactly what, what patterns work, what, um, you know, what kind of hooks, offers and stories and all that kind of stuff work. And uh, they put those forwards and create courses and create content around that to help try and educate people so that they can create you know, better funnels for themselves. And that's a very, very similar thing to what we're going to try and do as well. We, you know, I think uh, De Gods is taking a very, a very good approach with this when it comes to like building a platform that other people can build their businesses on. And that's something that we want to try and do a little bit, you know, give people the ability of creating their own, like this is obviously down the line, but giving people the ability of creating their own landing pages and selling them uh, through our platform. So other people can use like different designs, different funnels, different, um, you know, uh, access lists, different um, marketing kind of uh, plans, all that kind of stuff can all be like pre-bought and pre-designed and people can buy them from our marketplace and just apply them to their campaign. And then I guess you, you can help them like targeting audiences and also like maybe there's something they had intended or plans, but your metrics would say, well, you know, if, when we've seen that, this is usually the follow through. So unless you've got a meta breaker here, I would say the guidelines are pretty safe, you know, and then you could even probably produce like a specific result through that as well. And then with the pre-minting, interesting about that though, is where do you stop how do how do you stop a bot from doing all the pre-minting the actual mint itself or are you talking about getting yeah, whitelisted you're talking about the escrow stuff right like yep, no yep. the other feature right I, i'm not high am i i'm high but like <laughs> I, i'm following right yeah yeah no, you're, you're following we're just not a launch pad right so we we interact with with the launch pads and things like that and, and that's what we're kind of working towards with a few of them at the moment um, we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to create our own version of Candy Machine and all that kind of stuff. We want to try and, you know, partner with Launchpads really as a, as a growth avenue for us. Um, but yeah, so like the actual, the actual um, commit now, pay later contract, we're going through uh, and building that at the moment. Um, 
yeah, there's obviously there's obviously uh, security vulnerabilities and things like that that we have to take into consideration. Well, you can spin up one of those, like just for. I'm thinking of SAS again, bud. So yeah, yeah. like, so let's say there's downloadable content coming, and because like we build games, bro. Like, so let's say there's a character being released or there's downloadable content coming and we want to do like a, a pre-sale option to receive like a golden item, right? Golden balls. And <laughs> if, if we want to do that with 500 units and we want to put that in Discord and it's like maybe at a discounted price. So we want to spin up that premint.imsonft.io you have that escrow contract that 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 you know that contract available for people to use like through a github or something uh no that'll, that'll be on our platform right so you have to use be using our platform uh to do that kind of thing okay well, and you anyway so. yeah yeah it's it's, it's going to be self-service right so at the end of the day um you know my main thing here is overall is like we want to try and build technology that enables the next kind of onslaught i should say of of creators right and one of the things that i think is really holding back web3 is that for the longest time it's been and I, I don't mean this in any kind of derogatory way but it's been geeks making technology for geeks right and they accept that status quo of like you know you, as soon as you get to a website you can't even see anything it just says connect your wallet right and like if you told that to a regular web2 person it's like connect your bank account to look at the website no no way in hell right and there's all these different like little nuances that are you know kind of accepted as the norm when it comes to Web three, and I think that a lot of those things are really holding back Web three from mass adoption because it's an uncomfortable thing for the average person to do if they can't just get to a website and it addresses their pain point straight away and it's understandable and it gives them an actionable take an action to take straight away, right? Then they kind of like get confused and leave. They don't want to go to a forum and read about how you use your product for the next twenty minutes. They want to get there and it just works. And that's kind of the thing that we want to try and do on our side of things is just build stuff that just works, right? So everything that we do has a, you know, a UI UX and you know, we're obviously going through iteration cycles with it, but we want it to be as simple as possible to use. So then you do, you, so like Holoplex, but more advanced and for like, I get it. But like when you say, it'll be like uh decentralized or like open to use or how whatever the fuck you said i think it'll be like kind of like how we've helped with strata protocol if you're familiar with strata maybe you are maybe you aren't i know you're probably familiar with holoplex right so um but you're it's more like tools it's like and i have to have the nft uh, no, no, no. As a as a co-founder or as a founder to use the services, or we can buy them. Isn't wasn't it something like that? Yeah, correct. So it's a, it's on a it's a SaaS uh, software kind of license, right? So the the CRM aspect of it is free. So we can start, you know, you connected to Discord, connected to Twitter. We can start tracking your interactions with different people, all that kind of stuff. That's all included. You get a dashboard, uh, and you get a, a you know individual um, analytics kind of thing about. Uh, people interacting with these different accounts um, and then you get like a, a, a customer uh, page so if you click on an individual person or contact it gives you the information about that person's interactions with you and all that kind of stuff um, then you can add it's like I think I said this before it's like an it's like a buffet you get to choose so if you're if you're already past the sale and you're no longer doing an nft drop or you know a token drop then you don't need the sales hub right so you don't need to pay for that so, you, but you might want the marketing hub because you might want data insights into who you're who you're dealing with in your community, and 
you know, you might want to be marketing to them to try and get them to come back to your product or whatever it is. So we, you can you can get the uh, the marketing pro, uh, marketing hub, or you can get the engagement hub because you want to keep your community engaged and coming back. And people that are keep continuously engaged by your product are more inclined to you know pay for, for things in the future. Uh, you know, so you might want to take those kind of things into it. So we're we're building tools for both pre and post mint, um, and that's kind of like you know we're also looking at at the moment developing a service hub because um, the amount of the amount of tickets uh, that you know you get through in discord and stuff like that is crazy so we thought well you know maybe if we could uh optimize the, the kind of like ticket flow for that so it just makes teams jobs easier again and you could automate responses to certain things um which again hasn't really been done too much in in discord um you know there's little things we can optimize to try and make teams jobs easier so that we can kind of like get rid of the noise and allow them to really focus on building product and then, like the scheduler and all that shit, would be like services that you could offer, also, right? Correct. So they've all got they've all got rate limits, right? So you you have to schedule a certain amount on the free plan, and if you want to go above that, you got to start paying for it. Right on. So straight up Web two like monetization strategy with Web three benefit yet to prove the potential. You make the CRM portion free which allows yeah, so, people to see and absorb the data their mind can wonder how valuable it is but then you simplify yeah so we we call it web 2.5 right so yeah, i think perfect. there's a, a fundamental problem um that a lot of people that were inexperienced in business went down uh when it comes to nfts as they're like hey we've got this product we've got this platform it's absolutely free as long as you own the nft and that's great for a few months. And then as you know, if you've got a sticky product, people aren't selling your NFTs, so you're not making any royalties, which means you have no revenue, which means you have no income, and you can't pay your staff, and then you go into business. Right. And that's a very, very short path uh, to like burning out very, very quickly. So we wanted to try and make sure that we were able to create revenue streams, uh, optimize our revenue streams across a broad range of services, and deliver a product that is, is not only useful, but actually enables people to create better quality products themselves by doing a lot of the hard work kind of stuff for them. Dude, this thing would be so sick for like helping you like, okay. So like you could specifically just do like this high rate limit Twitter scheduler and just fucking smash Alexander. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just yeah. fucking destroy him. Like, look, like make nft inspect unreliable because the consistency i think twitter does a good job of that already (laughs) yeah hey look at you go look at you go all right simpler so we're we've done a no not yet we haven't all right so i know i just saw something aren't one of you fucking project oh no that was tori that was doing a pre-sale on august 22nd all right simpler so where do i go what do i do just go to bounty hunters gg and fucking wing it or simpler.io what are we doing here so there's the simpler.io, which is the landing page for the actual uh, platform itself. So if you're interested in using the platform, you want to sign up for the beta testing program, which we launch after Mint, head to simpler.io and fill out the form. If you want to have a look at the actual working product itself, you go to simpler.com. And if you want to have a look at the Bounty Hunters, which is the NFT attached to what we're doing, 
Uh, that's bountyhunters.gg. And why would I want to own a Bounty Hunters if I'm a fuckface in Solana who doesn't read? Yeah, cool. A, a good question. So, um, the, I mean, I, I said this before, we didn't want to leave, let too much out, but I'll have a little bit of a chat about it now. But you stake the Bounty Hunters and you get credits, but also staking a Bounty Hunter unlocks your full earning potential on the platform. So if you're a, um, if you're a collaboration manager or an alpha hunter or you, know, you just want to earn money by being an affiliate, you get 50% of your affiliate um, and your commissions flow unless you have a Bounty Hunter uh, staked. When you stake the Bounty Hunter, you get credits and you can use those credits within the platform to offset fees and charges uh, and to also, you know, for consumers, also um, you know, skip into different uh, access lists for projects so you can pay for those access lists um, in credits. So then the, the, uh, you know, the project will get the credits and the project can use those credits to then reward people with the bounties. So it kind of like completes the life cycle or they can use those credits to then offset the charges against their, um, their monthly usage of our systems. You keep saying after mint, but whenever I click on your profile, I have no idea what that means. So we, we in which way? So we're 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 minting ourselves. Uh, so we're our own when? first customer. Uh, so the date for that hasn't been set. It'll be in the next week. Uh-huh. So next few weeks. Um, Wait, what? What did you just say? It'll be in the next few weeks. No, so we're it's we're, not, we're waiting on some not, stuff to come through that's at the moment. Not what you said though. Like you didn't actually say that. You at your heart. Your heart said the next week, and then I was going to say, I was gonna say the next week or two. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was going to say the next the next week or two. We're waiting on a um a couple of uh, things to come back, and one of the launch pads to give us a, a go ahead. So we're just going through the final due diligence with them. Um, but How many yeah, look. Uh, so again, that's something that's up for debate because we're going to use. Because you're waiting for Magic Eden to tell you if the Discord and Twitter follower ratio is okay with the supply and price that you've chosen, and whenever they give you the confirmation, you'll know for sure how many will be minting. Uh, no, I actually know some of the Magic Eden guys pretty well, um, so I'm, I'm, we're quite lucky. We're we're quite close with Wing, um, so he's been a great source of some information and some guidance and stuff like that, but. Uh, when oh, it yeah, comes to those, Mr. Unique are great. Yes, good Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it when it comes to collection size, price, all that kind of stuff, um, that's something that we want to kind of take the ball by the horns with, and use our own uh, our own software to figure out like who's actually active in our deal flow. All right, so it's kind of the first kind of test by fire, right? Like, and it's very very hard to get things right straight off the bat, right? We've already had bugs. We've already had to fix them on the fly. We've had people come back and be like, hey, this didn't quite make sense. And we're like, you know what? When we design that, we have this higher level understanding about what we're designing and we've forgotten to kind of get that across in the design itself. So someone that's looking at this for the first time is, is you know, and experiencing it for the first time actually understands it. And that's the re- whole reason we want us to be our own first customer is to go through that. So we're the ones experiencing this stuff and we're talking to the community directly and we're getting that feedback instantly we're not getting customers coming back to us and saying, hey, I mean, it's like third-hand knowledge. So we really want to make sure we're the first ones through it. So we're just doing this trial by fire. It's the quickest way to learn anything is just to do it, right? And you kind of learn as you go. So we wanted to make sure that we tested the product and yeah, we battle tested it. Test. Fuck, let me know, bro. Like, uh, I, I want to know about the Mint because I'll definitely grab – because I need the Bounty Hunter, right, to, to actually understand the – if if I want to like uh, utilize all the game five of your ecosystem, bounty hunter is kind of like 
the first step because it produces credits and credits can be used to raise limits and shit like that on the tooling. But because I'm a member of the community and I'm active, I'm probably seeing other people's communications and results and thoughts that they have. And then I personally have access to the CRM side of things. So what that does is help me start to kind of form my own opinions and develop my own strategy concepts based on my interaction in Discord and watching other people participate and communicate. Now I can choose to use my credits to maybe pursue some of this tooling or whatever it might be, right? Is that kind yeah, of... Pre- yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty okay. much. So yeah, each, each hub has you know its own rate limits. This to find out lots of stuff about other projects and then use that information against them, right? Well, so you, it could only really work against... So for Discord, it will be whichever Discord uh, you install our bot in. So it has to be the bot. So the bot tracks everything that happens in the Discord. So who sent messages and when, how frequently they're doing it, all that kind of stuff. And we build a heat map over your entire Discord so you can see when the busy times are and the quiet times are. Um, so all those kind of analytical information we give you pretty much in real time. But it has to have our bot installed. So unless you're able to install our bot in other projects... Twitter's, uh, sorry, in other projects, Discord's, they'd probably be limited with that. Okay, that makes sense. But what about Twitter? I won't be able to see other people's CRM data? Uh, so if they interact with your account, so the way Twitter works, right, I can get into the, the nitty-gritty of oh, it. So but like if I trick them into, yeah, okay, I got you. And I'd have, have to authorize it, yeah. Interesting stuff, simpler. All right. Well, make sure you DM me um, my whitelist spots before any of these other noobs whenever you do decide what's going to happen there because that sounds really fun and I like data. As an analyst, I really enjoy this shit. I won't ever use it in my benefit because I'm lazy, but I will spend fucking hours digging through it for entertainment value so i mean that is just the honest to god's truth dude i will fucking up and down i will learn so much about so many things and then i will pretty much just go back to doing whatever the fuck i was already doing the way i was doing it but i'll tell myself that the information i now have may be utilized if necessary because luck favors the prepared mind and I actually really like what you're doing. I think it sounds fucking cool. Most of the time, I'm bored as fuck by this. And poor Satori probably thinks I think it's Project Shit. No, I just trade for, like, full time, you know what I mean? And I've been doing it for years and leverage as my friend. And uh, so with your project, I'm like, well, that's not for me. I mean, I'd probably think it was cool as fuck. Actually, I do. When I was reading through it all, I was like, god damn. And when I was hearing you talk, I was like, oh, he fucking knows what he's talking about. And I was thinking, oh, my God, some of those utilities would be so good for so many people. And I'm thinking about my friend Lake, for instance, like thinking, man, he'd probably fucking love Satori. I should tell him about Satori. But me personally, it doesn't do anything for me, you know. But I could see how your use case is really fucking big for the person, especially like the novice who's trying to become like the intermediate, right? The person trying for their fucking brown belt or whatever in this space they can learn a lot from your tools as a novice and be in safer hands and they can start to develop concepts and strategies that might inspire them to take their learning to the next level. And they may be able to read charts and analyze data themselves. One day you will help bring out the people who are meant for that. And you will basically uh, hold the hands of those who are not. 
And I think that that's a very interesting dynamic. So please don't take my interest in the funny big ball birds or raccoons or trash panda fakesters and uh, the idea that Simpler is going to give me a data dump that I find fascinating. I'm also really fascinated in this reserve idea because I get to thinking of the gaming ecosystems again or even some of this art and anime shit or television shows. So let's say that you are guaranteed a golden bubble goose NFT if you were one of 250 that pre-purchased the first line of series of some bubble goose thing. Or maybe it's something with a game where we're going to release a new, like how BR1 had four different characters, right? Well, what if there was like a 250 character mint for the second character after the first one and you were guaranteed like a golden skin or a golden gun or one of five different things because you did this pre-sale thing? And what that could do is help a project gauge interest in an immediate facet, like how quickly do you sell these 250 items for this price at this time after this much marketing? And does that mean you should mint a thousand or 1500 or 2000 or 2500? You see what I'm saying? Like, I actually love that pre-sale mechanism instead of doing like placeholders. I actually really like that commitment of the, of the, you know, uh, commit now claim later type thing. And that you could, you know, provide bonuses and rewards to that that's dope i really like that thank you very much it's very obvious that you actually get what we're doing so it's great yeah i understand the tech of all this shit at a level where we've built you know what we've built is kind of the answer to like what i see as a problem and it's not one that's solvable quickly but the tools that you guys are creating actually open the market up to more players and I think that Satori keeps them safer. And I think that Tanuki disarms them. And I think that you appeal to their, um, what should I say, like the people who basically kind of fucking run the shows in those other industries. If they're going to be interested in a tool set, it's going to look like yours. And that's what's so fucking interesting. And I don't know how much you know about Aftos. I'm not, like, in on it. I fucking could give a fuck because I'm all about polka dot Solana. But uh, I can't mute him if I could, I really, honestly. But, like, uh, I think the 2.5D play is really smart. And on the Aptos blockchain, I've heard that going around a lot. So I think hearing that on Solana with the liquidity that we have, I think that that's, that's fucking good. If I could, I would just mute him. But there's nothing I can do, so I'll just disrupt it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it, dude. Thank you, man. He's definitely going to mint to new. He's going to be DMing you about fucking <laughs> advisorship here in about five minutes, dude. Watch out. He's going to be like, Look, I don't want any money. I just want 25 of those NFTs. DMs are open. All right, guys. I'm super quiet. Lane Chris just run. I ate a shitload of popcorn, which I shouldn't have. I had a couple beers, but I'm okay because I'm 6'2 and 168. So I'm super lean, bitches. I like them apples. Um, but yeah, should we keep talking or should we? Well, I could tell them about how great Cheddarblock is and Cyberfrogs are and what I like about them. And oh, they're in the room. I could, yeah. I could tell Dookie, you know, I guess Dino Head dials what's up because I happen to fucking get one 
on my rugged revenant, even though really I just wanted some wings. You know what I mean? We could talk about rugged revenants, which is a fucking dude. That's awesome. Like I don't know. I will why say that zero point seven nine. You guys are fucking high, dude. No, I was gonna say I played one of the Web three games the other day, and this was a game, uh, Chris, that you were talking about some point in the past couple weeks. I won't say when. You're like, oh, I'm playing it, having a great time. I played that game. I don't want to put any names out there. Oh, you don't that like Charlie the... Go, dude? I fucking love that game, dude. It's so fun. Bro, not Charlie Go. probably not Charlie mad Go. about that, bro. Not Charlie Ian Go. probably hates it. Not Charlie Go. It's something else. <clears throat> but um, Oh, why? You the... don't like that? You dude, just don't... go on Quest, dude. Don't throw a name out there. But I, I tried to play it the first couple of levels. It was just like so stupid. I'm like, this is a fucking waste of time. Not having fun. That's just between you and me, but like some of these games, it's just, and Ian's right, like it's just stupid. Like, who the hell's gonna sit there and play some of these games? It's just, I don't know, 40 years, and you know, you're going back 40 years in my mind, but I mean, that one game without saying the name, like you're really super excited about the fucking game for real, Chris. I don't know which of... I assume you're not talking about Rugged Revenants, which means you'd only be talking about one other game. And I do send my guy out on missions every day, yeah. But, like, you're... I mean, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> I'm like, who's playing some of these Web3 games? And it's like, Jesus. What are you people doing with your lives if you're fucking playing some of these games? Look, the reason I'm so bullish on Rugged Revenants is because people are going to be able to see their NFT as a character in a game to me that's very important that they see that in the simplest manner because i'm going to show them in a super fucking complicated manner so i need them to see it in a simple way first and i'm so glad that rug revenants minted out and that everybody's going to get to understand what their nft as an in-game character actually looks like before me or cyber frogs or some of the other games in this space show them what we think it should look like. No, I'm not so, saying it was um, them. I'm not saying it was them, but there are some fun games that are like dumbed down in certain respects. Um, like, you know, certain gambling games, skill slash gambling games, luck games, those are all kind of cool. Well, Parlay and but, Honest Poker, they're going, they're looking at, so Honest Poker. I mean, like, I like, I like card games. games. I like all that traditional stuff. That's fine. But, you know, like these weird, like build out a world and like, go back in time like you're playing Zelda again. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now you're going to really tell them what game it is, dude. You have to stop, bro. They're going to know what you're talking about if you keep going. I don't even know what I'm talking about when I said the Zelda game, but there are, like, some old school games out there. Well, that is kind of what it looks like, even though it would be more fun if you did, if it was Zelda. Like, well, <laughs> it would be I love burning bu- You got to burn bushes, you know, and then hear that, no- that little noise, you know, when the door opens. What's up, Chad? You gonna mint it to Nukiverse or partner with Simpler? What's going on? You gonna dump your treasury into Satori's tool, or what are we doing here? <laughs> Yo, are you talking to me? Yeah, you gonna dump your treasury funds and all your secondary sales into Satori's tool so he can leverage trade the shit out of it for you? Yeah, that's exactly what I was planning on doing. I was actually. Uh, just putting more soul into the account with soul already in it so I could make sure that I just, it was like everything I had, not even, the, I don't want gas fees to take away from that shit. 
it's um yeah that's what i was doing have you been sleeping good dude you just said gas fees bro what's going on i did what you just said gas fees are you sleeping okay dude Gas fees. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just really amplifying the stupidity of the comment that I was making uh, by talking about gas fees on Solana. <laughs> what is good? How you doing? I feel like uh, it's really late in the night for you guys, and I'm like midday. I literally just got out from outside. I've I've been trying to um, uh, work while I'm standing. Uh, it's like a new trend. I'm going to start it. Uh, Dr. Solana, he ends up, uh, what does he do? He, he showers and gets like naked while he's on the call with everyone, which is pretty funny. I, uh, I'm starting something different. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be like exercising and standing and doing all sorts of shit while I'm on these spaces. So get I one of those to, like uh, Batman, remember Batman from the nineties with Michael Keaton. You remember that Chris, I'm sure he had that upside down hanging little thing. Like it was like, he'd hang upside down overnight. That's what I want you to do, Cheddar. It's like because he was a bat spaces. moon. He was a bat. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even hanging up. He, I guess he did strap up, but they, they got those boards, you know, you can flip upside down and kind of like kind of semi upside down. Cheddar, I, I like it. That. I could, I could get like a photo of me in the gym just hanging upside down because you bar. are like in the down under, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you fly over the equator, it everything just it's upside down. It's fucking weird. Hey, it's you're pretty close to but, Japan. You ever saw a Tanuki in real life? What's what's a Tanuki? Is that a Pokemon? It's not it a dog. Looks like it's a raccoon, but a fake one. You know what I mean? This guy next to you, Tanuki verse. His whole project's based around these fake ass, faux ass raccoons called Tanukis. But what's gangster about them is they got giant golden balls and they're shapeshifters and they'll fuck your whole shit up. You know what I mean? Kind of gangster, yeah. Those like they won't. Are those they those probably won't steal your trash. Steal your wife, dude. Like there's Damn. some. I don't some even have a wife, and I'm some big furry like character running around. And bombs are blowing up and shit. Some recent movie is that Tanuki? It could be because Tanuki can shape shift to do anything, any any fucking thing, right? So you never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah I think there's some movie that came out like in Netflix in the past, like. Year the kids were you watching. should make a Tanuki mascot named Howard because I heard a joke in the last space I was in with Liberty Square where Linksy set up this dude they were roasting and he said that he bought a bunch of his NFTs because Howard told him to and he was trying to get the dude to say who's Howard and he goes Howard these nuts on your fucking so you should uh you should have a mascot to Tanuki named Howard. And then I think that you'll probably mint out for sure. What about you, Cheddar Block? You think you should do something along those lines? I was Where actually just balls? I was just looking at Tanuki versus Page just now and uh up popped an ad from Binge for uh, for the House of Dragons, Game of Thrones. I just pinned it for you so you could all see what I was looking at. I was just check- checking that out. Um, oh, that's on HBO now, huh? I don't know. Well, it could be on Binge. I think Binge is meant to be a channel. Or oh, I think maybe where you live, Binge is a channel. <laughs> I've never where actually live, heard of Binge. It's called HBO Max. Oh, cool. Uh, you don't have yeah. HBO? Are, are you kidding me right now? You have HBO, right? Like, right. that's a channel? It's- yeah, I think I think anyone can access HBO, right? I I hope so. That would be strange if not. They're very expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it seems like they should be aiming for the entire world market. 
So then are we going to watch House of Dragon right now with each other? Should we just turn this into that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I feel like Should we be mad at a game of dragons for hyping us up and minting and then not doing shit? I, I, yeah, I don't really know what you're talking about right now. But yeah. Well, <laughs> Moon Roving had him on the show. Agod, do you remember that? A-G-O-D? Or maybe that was when me, Mishin fucking... Hold on. Maybe that was when Mishin, uh, Eric were scheduling people. Maybe I shouldn't put that one on Moon. I'm gonna go ahead and backpedal. Oh, I know A-Gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a, they got a game that's uh, coming out soon, yeah? Do they? No, don't, nobody knows. How would they know? Nobody knows. You um, know what's simpler? Listen, I've got a new SAS here, okay? Can we turn these tools around to just kind of fucking flame soft rugs in advance and we can help people like dump projects in advance because we can show them the definitive signs of a soft rug in advance? Is that something we can do with your tools? If I gave us some thought, we could probably figure out a way where you'd probably have some kind of uh, some kind of algorithm that would be able to analyze the number of interactions they're having with their communities and as, you know, as it deteriorates over time. Yeah, probably could do something like that. Fuck yeah, dude. See, now, oh, rug detector. Oh my God, what a service to add, a rug detector, right? And they could scan projects and make assumptions and you could put a disclaimer on there that like, you know, obviously this is for fun and entertainment use only. Etc. Et oh yeah, would would need some good lawyers for that, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's that's a really exciting idea. So, uh, all right, Moon. I just guys, these guys. I I got a question. Um, you know when you're on Twitter and like, and, and you you know listening to Spaces, you're on there, you're hanging out, you're doing your thing. Do you guys like like flick? You guys obviously flick between screens. Like, there's messages popping up, or you just scroll on Twitter. Or something's just popped up in your Discord, someone's tagging you. Like, what are the other screens that you jump to when you're listening to Twitter Spaces? Pornhub. Or talking. Oh, Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of that um, that site before. They saw babies. Yeah, clothes. but you have to have mute on or else it cuts out the fucking, you know what I'm saying? When you switch over, it cuts out. Like, I was just, uh, I was, it was funny because. I like up popped up this this notification from this app that I've downloaded called Hinge, and it was like, oh, you have people liking you in your area. It's actually a dating app. Um, so I was just like flicking left and right and yes and no and leaving comments, you know, being he- heaps witty and shit. Just uh, like, huh, pick you up at seven. He tomorrow. was like, I run a successful <laughs> NFT project. <laughs> we build yeah, yeah, yeah. We build mobile games and apps on the blockchain. Oh, on Ethereum? No, Solana. She's like, you fucking poor motherfucker. Get out of here. Yeah, that's why we were going to McDonald's for the first date, not uh, another restaurant. So, yeah. Uh, but don't laugh at me for that. That's Chris, awesome. you see the uh, pinned tweet up top? Uh, I've already liked and shared it and the fucking one he showed me. Is that a real... T- I forgot you were in the space with us. I can ask you. I was like, oh, I got to DM him and ask him if that's real. Is that a real animated GIF you guys made of that fucking squirrel, dude? Like, is that your work? Or is that something you found online? Oh, me? No, uh, yeah, Tanuki. Sorry. I called it a squirrel. I just Fuck Googled me. it. I just Googled it. Uh, there was an image there. No, Tanukiverse. They fucking tagged me in this fucking shit, dude. Is this real or is this fake? 
No, this is this is not made by us, but it's it's somewhere like a GIF on the internet. Bro, that's exactly what we need to do. You've got your first game right there. It's a fucking Street Fighter game, bro. Like that thing is fire. You show that to your game dev, he'll laugh and he'll be like, "Yeah, we can make this." Right on Pine Sir. Yeah, right. You got to call it. The game's got to be called Ballbusters. <laughs> We are actually playing to No, no, it. it's Tanuki Quest for the Golden Balls, dude. Are you kidding me? Because this is the story of how they obtain their Golden Balls. And now they can evolve that. Because it's like a quest, right? Like each Tanuki is a monk, right? So there's a fight, there's like a tournament. And like, he the rolls winner himself over the ball of his yeah, balls. Yeah, dude. So each one of them feel like they're special. Like each one of them won the tournament. And that creates the total of like, and that's like where they get their next NFT. Like once they've got that fucking. That's their whitelist, dude. They have to have won the tournament of Tanukis in order to get the whitelist to, like, the next fucking thing. Which isn't a whitelist, really. It's just, like, access. Like, that's how you move them through the story. You create something simple and easy and fun. God, that thing's so dope. Dude, you could do that with such low money. Fuck. That's fire. I think you have to use the line, like, a wrinkle in time somehow. Dude, a wrinkle... On well, are they wrinkly sacks though? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel, I, I, feel like Yo. Balls, I feel like golden What's that balls bullsack? are smooth. I just saw it. What? Well, I don't understand. Why? Why is there a? Why'd you pass the photo of your bullsack, uh, Moon? You've been here for like an hour. You haven't been listening, I guess. But you've been doing that swiping thing the whole time, bro. If you guys Not... look at this gif, it's balls expand <laughs> and it fucking jumps and flips and rolls up into its. And it disappears. Listen, that's so fucking well, fire, That's what my guys are doing. They're parachuting in. At the next video of these guys I posted, they actually grab it and they're like, it's, it's like a little parachute above their head. They grab each other's balls? Oh, they have their own. And they're like, <laughs> oh, they imagine, okay. imagine those things dropping into Call of Duty, just like with the balls flailing behind them. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. Like just turning with the balls. <laughs> I reckon we can put that in the game for sure, Chris. Bro, one of the third-person shooters, it would be so easy to make an FBX model of one of these giant ball raccoon fakies. And fucking... And I love them now that I know they're not raccoons. I was, like, so disappointed because I'm, like, I can't support any raccoon other than the DJ and Trash Pandas. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck everybody. But now that I know it's a Tanuki, I can really embrace it, you know? I think I got an idea for a game cheddar. We'll use this concept. We'll have the guys with the balls and you'll be like on the ground shooting at them and you have to, you know, only shoot it either balls or bananas. You have to guess. And if you shoot a sack full of bananas, like you win and shoot a sack full of balls, (laughs) you lose points. Balls Um, or bananas. I feel like, (laughs) oh, oh, yeah. Ah, I like it. Like one's I a like raccoon it. with a sack of his bananas he'd picked up somewhere. And the other one's... Couldn't it be like a... But yeah, he got them out of the garbage. They're like fucked bananas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah so so like, you kind of lose always. <laughs> you, like, kind of always lose, but, like, at least <laughs> one time it's not balls all over your face. It's just rotten bananas. <laughs> balls of bananas. It's a game of skill. Well, when you got good artists, dude, when you got good artists, you have storyline, you take a real life thing. This is kind of what our lore was all based on, right? We took something none of you can prove. You cannot prove 
that there wasn't a time where Tanukis didn't rule with giant golden balls, that they weren't shapeshifters. Like, you have no fucking idea. Like, they were even in, in the Mario game, and you have no idea. And we kind of went that approach with the intergalactic monkey space odyssey, right? Like, you can't prove the Anunnaki didn't fucking... You can't prove ancient aliens isn't human history, motherfucker. There's no way. You can't prove it. So... That's just I, I can run with it as far as I... But you can't prove that they're wrong, dude. You, can't, you have no idea. Like, until we discover the missing link for real, for real, you don't know. You could have been fucked by an alien, Moon. Well, not you, but that's where you come from, right? And so our whole idea was if you just kind of create like a base storyline, you can kind of tell that story infinite ways as long as it's like there's some fact to go with it. So like what's the fact? Well, monkeys exist. It's on Earth, you know, like that's real. Okay. So the rest of the story can exist because you don't know if aliens are real or not. And you don't actually know why we fucking evolved as fast as we did. So until those problems are solved, I have bulletproof I do. story. Well, Tanuki has kind of that same thing with this real but mythical animal that has legend and lore, and the shapeshift creates infinite possibilities because this is part of the lore. So on Solana, there's technology called Entangler, and a lot of you probably know what that is, where you can change an NFT like into something else. And you can swap between their forms. So, like, why can't you have an Ascended Saiyan version of a Tanuki? Of course you can. And you might use that Ascended Saiyan version in certain environments where in other environments you want to be low-key. Like, has anyone ever, like, uh, like, like, let's use billiards as an example. You ever saw a pool hustler, right? How do they hustle? They use a house cue. They act like. They don't know what they're doing. They fumble around. They give you odds, all kinds of shit. And then slowly but surely, they build your confidence and then they break you down. Well, like that kind of trickster behavior would be interesting if you had an ascended Tanuki on chain through the entangler. So those attributes were tied to one NFT. But you show up as the original one, right? And in game, you could build in that entangler where you could actually change in-game <laughs> to the other NFT, and the character could be loaded. So I think that that kind of shit is fucking fire. And if you have the... You guys do obviously have the artist and the lore. All you need is some money, and then you can just tell this story as interactively as you want. And you could probably even go, like, with the way I see your whole proposal, like, um, pick your own path, write your own story. And I love this. I think it's fucking fun as shit, man. Let them name their Tanuki. That's really hard, though, because people try to say crazy shit. So you got to get like a good filter in there because it's like a blockchain, right? So it's immutable. Chris, I'm thinking like going back to the games of skill and betting, if they build up their whole universe, they can call it like Bollywood. But Bollywood. <laughs> Yeah, Hollywood. yeah. That's uh, me. Me being from India would certainly stand by it, right? But yeah, I, I'm so glad what I'm so has put it up. I mean, we are coming up. Oh my fucking god! I forgot he's an Indian guy living in Japan. <laughs> yeah, it has on, to bro. be. It has to be Bollywood. <laughs> Bollywood. <laughs> and yeah, we are coming out with the white paper sometime this week, and like I'm so has put it up. 
yes, we have a mechanism where other NFTs can also shape shift and be a part of Tanhiverse by the virtue of being th- th- themselves as their own NFTs. So because Tanhiverse can shape shift, the Tanhiverse can be found anywhere, right? So we certainly have mechanics where other NFTs can also participate in, and we have something called a Tanhiverse Elixir, which uh, you'll be seeing soon on the white paper as well. So balls spilled. Bro, this is fun stuff. I'm glad we got to meet you guys tonight. I know this has been a super long one. I've talked a whole lot, but people who stuck around, hopefully they've found the value because I'm bullish on Tanukiverse and and Simpler, definitely. I think the other guy, Satori's probably got something well needed for the space. It just doesn't really interest me the way these do because of my experience. It's just a little different. Um, and what was the other project? There was another project. Great vault, vaults here. They're listening. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was wondering about unlockable content. So, like, if they're gonna do this vault thing, I'm wondering if unlockable content is on the roadmap because that's something that you get from like OpenSea, right? Where we don't really have that easily done on Solana, and to have like a reputable escrow service that could perform uh, that function would maybe be useful because like think about what we did recently i'm not going to say what project but we recently made some 3d models uh that like are identical to the 2d collections well they're going to offer those to their holders because they own the 2d version but wouldn't it be sick if there was a really easy way to basically have those in an unlockable content drive of some sort or like site right a contract so that each person who had the corresponding nft their metadata will match identically so you could use that as the unlock mechanism so that people could claim their unlockable content and that would make it easier for us to offer unlockable content so the stuff that i heard was interesting but it takes partnerships and collabs, which I'm sure they're working on, kind of like a similar situation is simpler, but they're not as dependent, I would say, on partnerships and collabs. They're just more dependent on people like finding their service interesting. And I think with the CRM, that works. I wouldn't say that it sounds like competitive services, but I would say that if Vault started to look at what we don't have, and even though what they're offering is super cool, it it's still like Foxy Swap can do similar things and y'all can do similar things. It sounds like Simpler can do similar things with the claim now, or whatever the fuck it's called, the contract, you know what I'm talking about. We pay and wait. So like that kind of shit's all basically escrow services, but how do you take that a step further? Well, my thought is unlockable content. And if you are listening still, um, Vault, maybe pursue that as part of your tool set or part of your offering because I personally am going to need a service like that on a mass scale soon. So if you don't do it, Andy from Cyberfrogs will probably beat you to it. So like I would say, start focusing on it now. Is Andy, did he dip out? Looks like he did. He did because he's going to start building the unlockable content thing. that i'm ready for bed you gonna you gonna stay up here and hang chris leave this thing up and no but chatter, spend name, time? confuser name just joined and i feel like he's the one that i thought of when i saw satori when i was listening to satori talk 
that Tayo robot that just showed up confused her name. He's actually the person that popped in my head when I was listening to Satori's tools. So like, he's the kind of person that I think would benefit from Satori. So I don't want that to get lost on people, but I am super bullish on the golden balls and the uh, data analytics of simpler. And I also want to use simpler's tool to just troll NFT inspect. Lake, are you familiar with Satori? I'm not. I'm Yo, in here. Um, no, bro. I didn't say Blake. I said Lake. Ooh. Ooh. That whole minus situation. I don't like the B. Yeah, so Lake, meet Blake of Cheddar Block. Lake is uh, basically one of my fucking day one community members, and now he just sits in alpha channels and tells us things. Did you think that Blake wasn't cool enough, so you abbreviated it? Is that what's happening? I'm actually a body of water. It's the only thing that can classify me. You sound like it, man. Very fluid. You know, like, a little bit salty, but that's that's so good. (laughs) Wow, but lakes don't have salt in them, Cheddar. What what are you saying? They do if they're by the... (laughs) I guess that's true. Uh, Chris, I got a quick question for you. That's like not related to this space, but uh, can you can you just check quickly your uh, DMs in Discord when you get a sec? I need to see if you can write in. Well, hey, I can just ask you now. Do you, do you write in React or Tailwind? Uh, no, but like that's what Holy is for, and and not Scott as much right now because he's doing some other shit. But if you need someone who's good at React and Tailwind, like they're definitely in my Discord. Ooh, cool, cool, cool. All right, I'll try to see about that later. I just, Remember, I, say... I just tell them what to build. I don't build. Hey, there's Andy. Andy, you're going to build the unlockable content before fucking Vault even has a chance, aren't you? Clap if you hear me, because we need unlockable content vaults on fucking on Solana. Thanks. All right, Vault, now you're on a timer. It's like whenever you flip the thing over and the sand starts dropping, now you're on a timer, son. All right, Lake, go check out Satori, S-A-T-O-R-I. Really great tool set. They just, they're doing their pre-sale launch on August 22nd, but as he was describing this tool set, it just made me think of you. It made me think of like you and props and people like that. I was like, because for me, it's not like a big deal. But I feel like for you guys, it would be fucking sick. They have so much shit for like trading, like automated trading of NFTs. They have different things that gauge like volume activity and distribution to, to give you early warnings of pullbacks or like manipulation on the floor price. And then you can set up like different arguments and ranges and, ha- you know, kind of like how you leverage a long or a short. But like you could basically have parameters that gave you like predictable scalping targets on fucking like new drops, basically based on the mint volume, based on the individual wallets, based on the initial volume. And they have like all these different warning signs. But the cool part is that you can set up automated NFT buying or selling or trading. And it's all like packaged into this one environment that has the analytics and shit involved too so i think it sounds really good for people who like actually trade nfts and like actually make money from it i don't do that i lose money on nfts you know that's what i do with nfts i build them and i lose money on them 
like the rest of you don't like i have 500 probably fucking <laughs> like are you kidding me moon how many worthless you know i went to soul incinerator the other day i had so many shit nfts i was like i have to clear out some of these 20 where did you go soul incinerator and just got my 0.01 soul pack because like if it sells on magic eden for 0.01 soul you still have to pay like the royalties and shit but if you go to soul incinerator it just unlocks that uh, value from our weave and you just get 0.01 soul for each nft that you burn is that the max they'll give you well, yeah, because that's all it costs to store it on our weave. You're unlocking it for the rent on our weave. You're burning it, and it's taking that offline, and then you're basically getting the rent back because you're the wallet authority that owns the NFT, so you can control that. Yeah, I don't know how many I have. In the, you know, it's over 500. Well, that's like five sold, dude. If you got for every 100 rugged NFTs you have, you've got one soul just sitting there. You just have to go to Soul Incinerator. Seriously, I did it with like, dude, seriously, hundreds of NFTs. And then I bought some more rug, uh, rugged revenants, actually. That's interesting. All right, Boomer. Good night. Simpler. He's falling asleep. Cheddar. Sorry, it's the afternoon. Moon sucks. Tanuki verse. We'll be golden ball swinging together. I'm working. Name. Check I'm out trying to like close out for the show tomorrow. <clears throat> Behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm headed to bed. Long show. Um, you guys want to hang in chat amongst yourselves, or should we close? No. Out? Yeah, we're gonna go. To, <laughs> we're gonna go to just, a different room. I'm typing. I just I, I'm not concentrating properly. Yeah, you should I go heard. find someone that's vibing. <laughs> now I'm gonna go find Solana vibing, dude. Get some entertainment value. Tanuki needs to come over there and fucking talk about his big balls. <laughs> Tanuki verse. If you ever see me in a space on the stage, just in the spaces, I'll try to get you up there to talk about big balls. Right on, sir. Right on. Chris has the biggest balls, by the way. That's it's um. It's researched. Well, there's no way Magic Eden's going to list this dude unless he gets over 10,000 followers and he's not that far, so we got to figure it out. Exhibit A. Um, all right, guys, i got to dip. i just got to keep typing this shit out. All right, guys. Morning Mint Show tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central. Five projects. Should be a good show. But with that, uh, thanks to all the guests tonight. We had, who do we have? We had Ian with Throw Finish Game, Tanuki Verse, Satori, Simpler, Voltao, Chris Hung Out, Cheddar Black Games as well. And uh, yeah, with that, God bless guys doing research, burn wallets, all the good stuff. And we'll keep doing these shows. You'll find value in them. And the show is recorded. So check it out if you missed part of it. I'm going to bed. See y'all. Thanks, Chris. It was fun. See you, Cheddar. Bye, everybody. See you, bro. See you, everyone. See you. See you. Thank you, guys. See you. Thank you.